This is Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Follow on Twitter. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Spreading like this. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to a brand new episode of Marking Out, Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. This is episode number 294. I am one of your hosts, Brandon. You can follow me on Twitter at BTTG161. Also joined here by Dave. You can follow him on Twitter at DaveTheRave underscore MO. Collectively, you can follow us on Twitter at Marking Out. Check us out on Facebook, facebook.com slash Out. MarkingOut.com, iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Google Play, ProWrestlingTees.com slash MarkingOut, YouTube.com slash MarkingOut11. Now that the plugs are out of the way, Dave, how are you doing? I am doing amazing. How about yourself? I am doing awesome as always. How was your week? My week was pretty good. My week has been uh, moving and grooving, you know. It's pretty much over. Actually, it is over, right? <laughs> I mean, well, not really. It's it's Thursday night. You have two I days mean, left before the weekends. Close enough to being over. Eh. But everything's good. I mean, I love this weather. It's not too hot. It's not we're, too we're, windy. We're not, we're not opening the, the episode the same exact way as last week. Oh, my bad. My <laughs> the bad. exact same thing we went into last week. Sending you into uh, some Back to the Future deja vu right there. How's that Back to the Future deja vu? I don't know. It was just Back to the Future. I didn't go back in time to try and delete. Well, talking about delete, tell me about your week. I was going to say that was a terrible Chris Lloyd impression. But uh, my week was... Oh, that was who that was? Well, I mean, who else would it have been? I don't know. Scott. Is that better? I don't know. Try it again. Chris Scott. You keep talking when I say it. Did you hear it? (laughs) One more time. Doc. <laughs> <laughs> really? You pop yourself? Well, because when I went to go say something else, you spoke again. That's why I laughed. I didn't pop myself. You definitely pop yourself, No, because I said, hey there, Doc, and you were like, you said something. So I laughed because you were like, I didn't hear it. Say it again. And then I said <laughs> something different. and But I said, great Scott. Great Scott. Yeah, All you're doing you is whispering. whispering. That was not me whispering. It's you whispering. What are you talking about? That was you. Great Scott. That's literally you. That's you speaking. I'm speaking right now. That's you speaking. Great Scott. That that could maybe pass for a Kylo Ren. No, that's you, dude. You're throwing your voice right now. Say something that Kylo Ren would say. Yes, I'm throwing my voice around. (laughs) (laughs) Because it's so different. (laughs) That's definitely what you're doing. You're very talented like like that. He's so great. He could throw his voice in another city. Dude, that could I See? like from what I've heard at the Disney meet and greets, you sound like you could maybe pass for Kylo Ren. How many times have you seen like a Disney meet and greet? Uh, well, not often, but like you see Disney meet and greets with some people here and there. Like I saw a video of a young child that, that was dressed as what are those white Luke? things? No, what are those Storm white trooper? things? Stormtrooper? Yeah, Stormtrooper, I guess. I think he was a Stormtrooper. And the trooper other of the storm. Oh no! Actually, no. He was he was dressed as Kylo Ren, mm-hmm. and went up to some stormtroopers, and the stormtroopers were like went escorted him from one side of the park all the way to the other side of the park to the Kylo Ren meet and greet, 
And like they were like shoving people out of the way and be like, get out of the way. Like what what do they call Really? Them? Yeah, well what are what are the what is Kylo Ren to the What do they call them? What is he to them? <laughs> yeah, what are they called again? The stormtroopers. Yeah, what are what is Kylo Ren to the stormtroopers? Like their leader or Uh yeah, I mean he was their leader for that movie. So he would they would be like, Get out of the way, our leaders our leader needs to walk or whatever. Like it was like obviously in joke and fashion. You see a little was kid it? there. No, uh, come on. So, I mean, so then they led him all the way to the meet and greet. They like skipped the line and everything, and the kid got to meet Kylo Ren. So, and then you hear Kylo Ren speaking there. So, and he was like, "Great Scott." Well, nah, you, you you lost it. But I lost. Uh, but, but my week was okay. I ended up actually going to the pickle festival. Oh yeah, tell and me about it. And it was a disappointment, like it was last year, like I said it was, because nothing have... changed. Nothing, absolutely nothing changed. I thought, like, I thought maybe there would be something different, but there wasn't. So tell me, what did you eat there? Tell um, me about. Tell me about the delicacies. Well, I mean, there's just pickles. There's roasted corn. There's popcorn. And then they sell apples. Are they like popcorn? Pods. Are they like pickled flavor popcorn? They do have that. They have pickle seasoning if you want that. I got it last year. I did not enjoy it. Um, okay. But this okay. Year, kind of going against the grain and not going with the uh, festivities. All right. Well, I didn't like it last year, so why would I get it? No, no, it's 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 cool. Um, but this year, all well, I tried two samples of pickles. And Which kind? Um, one was a sweet and sour pickle. It wasn't. It was like a bread and butter pickle almost. It wasn't like I didn't want to eat that again. Mm-hmm. And then another one, I had a jalapeno uh, pickle, which that was really good. That sounds spicy. And then there actually there was also the guy gave me one was a uh, it was like a chili pepper pickle, which was like spicier, but the jalapeno one wasn't spicy to me it was just like sweet like it tastes mm-hmm. like a jalapeno pepper but a pickle and how much like do these cost money or is no, it like no, a sampling were, no, or is it a contest those, yeah no those were free samples yes i entered a contest to eat samples <laughs> well <laughs> i mean i would too what is what kind of question is that oh did you join a pickle contest like do you think i would have said that if i did probably so no but i mean like they have a chowder fest up here where you go around you pay like a dollar for a ticket, and you go around to different uh, chowder vendors, and you just try their chowder. That's not a. You uh, vote not at a, the end. That's not an eating contest. Yeah, no, not an eating contest, but a competition to see who can make the best. No, you asked me if I joined a competition. Did you not? I don't even remember. Maybe but, I did. No, they were just free samples, and you could buy. Um, there were. I mean, like, there's expensive. I guess you can get like nine of them for. Um, I don't remember the price actually, but if you got well, three, three quarts were like 25 bucks. I did not partake in that. Did you try the, uh, ever loving chocolate covered pickle? Wasn't a thing. Oh, that's weird. They had, um, I, I got, I ended up getting, um, without the sticks, they have pickles on the sticks. You get, you get, uh, six of them for five bucks. They're, they're that's not bad. Big giant pickles. So I got three new pickles, one half sour and then one um uh garlic pickle that sounds pretty good yeah the garlic and the half sour just taste the same to me but i love new pickles yeah so good yeah they're like the the kosher dill for us 
the ones that we would eat, the half sour ones. I like half sour. Half sour is always good. But like sometimes the sweet is good. Sweet. Yeah. Yeah, like bread and butter. I don't like them. Maybe, maybe that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. But that was basically. I went there. It was, it was fun. It was something to do. No. Nah. It was nice weather. Yeah. So what about this weather though? Yeah, this weather is fine and dandy. It's the first. <laughs> This is today, right now, is the first official full day of autumn, fall. Yeah, mazel tov on making it this far. To me? No, nah, everyone, good job. We what did it. Mean? I don't know. Like, that's like, oh, there's there's an apocalypse coming. Maybe, you never know. You can never be too careful over here. Right. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. But, so. how do we transfer over? Segway transfer. Well, Impact Wrestling is currently on television right now. Which um, means we probably won't cover it outside of a few little tad bits. Well, right right off the bat, I guess we'll stick to outside the ring news. And uh, and, and I have to say that, I mean, while it's not confirmed yet, it will be, I'm assuming, by the time the show's over, that Cody Rhodes officially signed with TNA. Oh, um, did he, he sign a contract? I don't know if he signed a contract, but like they played a hype video that seemed like that had to have been anybody except him. It couldn't have been anybody mm-hmm. except him. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, come on. So he's and then also his wife was announced. Brandy Rhodes was announced that she officially signed with TNA that she'll be part of the TNA Knockout division. So, you have yeah, to assume, from what I would assume that he's not signing. And she's going to do that entire uh, working as a free contractor or whatever you call it. Well, yeah. Independent contractor. Well, I mean, everyone's an independent contractor. Yeah. So. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, so whole, I'm assuming by the end of this night we'll see Cody Rhodes show up on TNA TV. Um, probably just going as Cody because his wife will have the last name Rhodes. So as per the internet, they said that he'll probably get away with being able to be called Cody Rhodes by them saying Cody and Brandy Rhodes. I, I think actually, that's very smart of them. Not actually specifically saying it's Cody Rhodes. They're saying it's mm-hmm. Cody and Brandy Rhodes. Yeah. So, and the reason why I, she's able to use Brandy Rhodes is because she was never using that on WWE TV. She was obviously she was Eden Styles. Mm-hmm. So, do you think they planned it like that? No. Not at all. I don't think when she first came to WWE that they were like, oh, you're not going to be using your future husband's name right off the bat. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I don't know if that was a joke or not. I could have sworn it was serious. I'm not too sure, but you can take it however which way you want to take it. Yeah. Well, up next, uh, Paige and Eva Marie's suspensions are officially up. So that's that's. (laughs) I mean, cool. Heck, waiting yeah. On, waiting on the return of both of them. Um, I'm very excited about this. What about you? Yeah, uh, we'll, we'll see. I mean, maybe next week we'll see Eve Marie. Maybe mm-hmm. she'll try to insert her way into the No Mercy title match, which I don't see how she could. But I'm just happy about Eve Marie finally being back and able to compete. I miss her. Yeah. And now, hopefully, maybe something happens with Paige and she gets back on track. I uh, I'm not too sure what's going to happen with her. Like, do you think that she's going to actually 
compete? Do you think she will end up leaving? I mean, I know she put up that tweet and everything about how she is sticking around and all of that, but still, who knows? Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't see her leaving. I just, well, there's no way I can't see it. I think that she, there's a good possibility of her leaving and sticking by Del Rio. Uh, didn't Del Rio just have a match over at Paige's family well, he had, promotion? He had the three nights there. Yeah. And then that he, doesn't he had, mean anything. That doesn't like who, they, that she could still, it's still like a side thing that she could like. Yeah, but it's also WWE. I think that they would hold that against her. And I feel like as long as she's with him, she's not going to get pushed. I, I definitely see WWE being that co- sort of a promotion where if they don't like what you're doing, they won't assist you. Like what she's doing with what? Like he's performing for her family. Like it's not like she's there. And even yeah, if she but, is, she's not appearing. Yeah. So, I don't know. Uh, I'm, I'm kind of over the entire Paige bandwagon. Well, I guess it's not a bandwagon, but... I'm kind of over her for now. I need my break. You had your break. She's she's been on television for years. Yeah, I need a longer break. Those are hypothetical years, by the way. But of course, of course, of course, of course. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, also, yeah. So, uh huh. No. What, what on the talk of uh, women's wrestling, Kia Stevens, also known as Awesome Kong, also known as Awesome Karma. Join the cast of Glow Show on Netflix. This is the show that is going to be featuring uh, one of the women in act- acting today and going to be trained by Chavo Guerrero. Allison Brie. Yeah, that's the and, one. And Mark Marin. Yeah, yeah. Which, by the way, the, le- the first time we spoke about this, I said glorious women of wrestling. Or no, glorious ladies of wrestling. Because <laughs> and it's been, it's been on my mind this whole time, too. It's it's gorgeous, ladies of wrestling. There was just oh. his theme song was just in my head, so it was gorgeous nice. Then. Yeah, yeah. So Awesome Kong signed along that. Um, I'm a big fan of Allison Brie, so I am kind of curious what the deal is with this. Um, well, sort did of- you ever watch anything? You you ever see Glow or no? No. I just I I saw the documentary they made about it, and it's like it's yeah. so it's so weird that like this even existed it was like it was basically like a soap opera they filmed it in vegas i think uh and um it's just i mean uh sylvester stallone's mom was involved with it she was a manager there uh-huh. which is just it's like the weirdest thing and it was it was so is it gonna be like lucha underground no it's gonna it's gonna be a show it's not gonna be like actual real they're gonna, I'm sure, wrestle since Chavo Guerrero is gonna be training them and stuff. But I, it'll probably be more so like a soap opera than than real wrestling. Now, honestly, are you looking forward to watching this? Yeah, I, I mean, Netflix has been knocking out of the park with their shows. Well, so I'll be honest, I'll probably not watch an episode. Well, you don't have Netflix, so. Whoa, what's up with that? What's up with what? You don't have Netflix. What's up with that? Yeah. Why? Someone else that doesn't have Netflix, Devon Dudley. Uh, he doesn't have Netflix, and he may be returning to the WWE as a road agent, so this way he can get some Netflix. Well, he probably so. has Netflix. Well, I mean, I can't confirm that, but I can't deny it either. 
Right, but but he probably does have Netflix. I mean, for all you know, maybe so, you, but you don't. Right. But he may return. Yeah. And Bubba Ray, I guess, is maybe hinting at going back to TNA. Oh, Bubba. I, I doubt he'll show up in TNA again. Why would well, he do that? I think it was just more so a tease than it was. Than it was. Why? Like, what did he tweet out or I, say? I don't know. I forgot what he tweeted out, but that's unfortunate. If he does that, I don't see it. I don't see him actually doing it. I hope not. But something that's not unfortunate is the announcements from WWE about their DLC for Woo! 2K17. Kind of unfortunate as well, the same part. Eh, depends on which bus you're riding. Well, some. I, I mean, overall, I'm very, I'm pleased with the the downloadable content for WWE 2K17. But there's here and there things about it that. All right, do tell. Well, first of all. Um, they have four DLC packs this year, plus the NXT pack from the NXT edition. Whereas normally they've had like three DLC packs, I think, per year. Uh-huh. So this year we get five total, but there's only those four that are included in the season pass. Um, as well as the accelerator, which allows you to unlock... All the things, all the people that are locked, all the arenas that are locked, clothing items, if there are clothing items and stuff, entrances, alternative attires. So, And then it allows you to mess with the attributes and everything of everyone in the game. But, like, that was... for Like, if you were, were to purchase this all separately, mm -hmm. the accelerator this year is $4.99 as opposed to $1.99 that it's been in the past. Mm -hmm. So that doesn't make sense to me. Um... But they have a Future Stars pack. Uh, Austin Aries, the club, Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson, Mojo Rawley and Ty Dillinger made the cut as DLC. And then they have a Legends pack featuring Brutus the Barber Beefcake, Eddie Guerrero, Greg Valentine, Psycho Sid, and Tatanka. Um, Who are you most excited for? Of those two packs? Yeah. Um, hmm. Of those two packs, that's... Just those two. I guess I would have to say Tatanka. Really? Why? Yeah. Well, because Tatanka was never really in a video game, so... Well, like, a newer video game. I don't even know if he ever was in a video game. Maybe the old Raw games. Yeah, that's no, it. I think he was in one of those. Actually, yeah, no, he has been. Yeah, like Royal Rumble and stuff. Well, like, I'm looking forward to... Because like, he has unique taunts and entrances and stuff. So I'm looking forward to hopefully seeing them have his uniqueness in the game. His taunts and eh. moves and entrance. To be honest, to I'm actually really looking forward to... Uh, Psycho Sid. I've always, I was always a big fan of Psycho Sid growing up, especially because of him being one of the larger guys, and plus that power bomb. I've, how can you not be a fan of that power bomb? So I'm really looking forward to him being in this game. Yeah, I don't really. I mean, it, it's he should have been in it two years ago. I think that he was in one of the modes as the uh, as a referee only, uh -huh. so you couldn't use him. And, like, he should have been in since then. But yeah, I never reason. understood that. I, that's one thing I hate about these video games is that they have all of these old wrestlers uh, in prior games 
but they never uh, transfer over, you know? Well, no, like, not so much because uh, Psycho Sid specifically was not usable when he was in it. He was specifically just a referee, and I think Roddy Piper was too. Yeah, he but was, you have his mold and every Like, you have him created and stuff like that. Like, yeah, they have his model. He should yeah. 100% be able to be in it as a, gar- as a character. Exactly. Um, this year, though, this year's roster, though, like, this is, like, the most we've ever seen people carried over. Like, of all the, the legends and stuff, this is definitely the most we've ever seen them carry over. But still, we're but still it, missing people. But then it's, yes, it's very disappointing. For, like, for, I don't understand, like, how did, like, why did Haku get cut? Why did Mikey Whipwreck get cut? Why did Savio Vega get cut? Sergeant Slaughter, Roddy Piper... Um, they may not want to tell Haku that he got cut. Yeah. He, someone may get hurt over that one. And then other people that got cut were like, Stevie Ray got cut. I don't, like, I, I don't understand that. I so, like Stevie Ray. And then still, I wish Bruno San Martino was carried over from two or three years ago. But that fell flat. But Yeah, this, but I feel like you're the only person that may have been playing as him. I don't know. I, have I you seen been. a lot of people... What? I could have been the only person. I mean, I used to hit it because you would put him in the tournament to get, like, against these current rosters, and you would, like, win a match, and then he'd be champion. I'd be like, why? Yeah, but why what? Like, that, there's no reason not to be Bruno San Martino. It's a video game. I don't know. I have no, I have no interest in being Bruno San Martino. I have no, I just don't care. Well, uh, also, one of the packs they announced, they have a new moves pack, so that's, obviously, it's always cool to get new moves in the game. Um, I was hoping they would, that, I was hoping Zack Ryder's two uh, drop kicks will be in the game. I don't know if they will be, like the one that he does through the ropes, and then the one that he does off the ring apron. Mm-hmm. But they did say that one of the new moves will be the elbow drop. So That's that, pretty cool. Yeah, so that's that should be cool to look forward to. Hopefully it's not the one where he lands on his feet. <laughs> Can you imagine that was like, <laughs> that's what they announced was that? That would be pretty funny. But uh, they did, in fact, announce a showcase, a Hall of Fame showcase, missing Stan Hansen. I don't know why. I don't know if they Maybe he'll be a DLC? Dave, this is the DLC. Well, maybe he'll be like an extra DLC. No, there's not extra DLC. We've gone over this every single year. There's been DLC. They don't do yeah, extra. but you never know. I mean, they they did once. THQ did that once. They did like a make good DLC with Kane, like a random Kane character. But that doesn't exist. This is 2K. That just doesn't happen. But in the Hall of Fame showcase, they have um, they announced Big Boss Man, who was already in the game. Uh, in his like 80s, 90s gear. So this is now the Attitude Era Big Boss Man with Albert, which I'm pumped about. I hope he's not just a manager, like I said before with Psycho Sid, as a referee where you can't use him. I yeah. Really, I really, really hope you can use Albert because that's like that like that warms my insides. <laughs> now, what what Albert version would you want in the game? Well, I mean, it doesn't really matter just because it's, I mean, they, it's obviously it's not, it, it's Albert from the Attitude Era when he was with Big Boss Man, so he's going to be in the singlet. All right. So it's Big Boss Man versus Big So it's Big Prince Show. Albert. Say that again? Prince Albert. Um, well, it was right after Prince Albert, so, but it's that same look. So it's not like, it's not far off from 
Prince mm-hmm. Albert. But it's it's Big Boss Man versus Big Show for the WWE Championship at Armageddon 1999. I believe Boss Man went into that match as Hardcore Champion, and Big Show was WWE Champion. So that should be cool because Big Show will have his hair down if everything's correct. I don't. We haven't had like a Big Show like that in a while. Have his hair down. Yeah, he wrestled with his hair down in that match. I don't remember. Yeah, well, I went back and watched these matches to see specifically. But a match that you could not see that they build as a dream match. I don't know whose dream this came from. Um, Papa Shango, which was surprising, versus Godfather. Which, that's like... That's, that's interesting. Very, yeah, uh, very interesting. But, like, it, it just, like, that's like a knife in my gut right there. Because that's another two people that were taken out of the game from last year. was Kama Mustafa... And D'Lo Brown, as well as Farouk, I, but... What, like, I will tell you, I, once they release the uh, the entrance for Papa Shango, I will pop for that. That should be a very cool entrance. That really should. Yeah. But why was that not, like, a dream match? You want to have a dream match? How is it not Papa Shango versus Godfather versus Kama Mustafa? He was in the game last year. Like, that's... I don't yeah. understand... I do not understand what they're thinking, their, their thoughts are on that stuff. Mm-hmm. He was in the game last year. Uh, another match that they announced was from Clash of Champions 1988. Uh, Ric Flair versus Sting. Woo! Sting was going to be in the, the golden black tights with his blonde hair. Which, it's like we've had Sting in this era before. It was a 90s, <laughs> 91 Sting, I believe. Will Surfer Sting from the previous games make it in? Will the Crow Sting make it in? I don't know. They said that they will have alternative attires from last year's game that will make it back in. They did specifically it's say... It's going to be interesting. Because, they, I mean, yeah, because they announced current Sting, but they didn't specifically say that Surfer Sting or Crow Sting will make it back in in that form. Um, mm-hmm. Just like I'm hoping Superstar and Stunning Steve will be back in. Good old Stunning Steve. But they you were also, a big fan of his growing up, right? Growing up, I was a big fan of Stunning Steve. Yeah. What, is that a joke? Favorites? What? <laughs> Aren't you that old? What are you talking old? about? No, I'm not you. <laughs> I didn't start watching until 1997. Yeah, that's a true story. So uh, another match that they announced for the Hall of Fame showcase, another Sting match. Sting is the uh, NWA, NWO Wolfpack gear. Uh, against Bret Hart from Halloween Havoc 1998, which, if this is accurate, Sting is going to have a goatee. So that will differ from Crow Sting that's in the game's past. And he'll have red face paint as opposed to white, but that's something you could have, have easily created. So Yeah. So if that is all accurate, that's awesome. I'm looking forward. I like those, those tights that Bret Hart wore in WCW. Like, the really... Hot pink tights. Mm-hmm. Not that he didn't wear something similar to that in WWE, but yeah, it was more rare to see that. I feel. And now on to um, something I pop for the from SmackDown 2000. They have Hall of Famer Jacqueline versus Ivory. I was blown away that this was announced, which is all funny because they WWE.com posted this. And uh, then deleted it the same night. So they were clearly not supposed to post it. I'm yeah, ass- why? I'm assuming... I'm, well, 2K's been... It's 2K that would have been the ones to post it. 
So um, I'm sure 2K got everything together, sent it to WWE so they could write it up and everything. And then once 2K releases it, then WWE.com posts it. But mm-hmm. that didn't happen in WWE. WWE Bam roasted 2K. But uh, yeah, so I'm pumped. To, I mean, it's been years since Ivory and, and Jacqueline have been in games. So that's really cool. And uh, are you gonna actually play them though? No, I will. I, I use mostly everyone. It's funny. I think um, from two K sixteen, the only two that I have not used are Terminator one and Terminator two. And I, maybe I'll use them some point like soon. Really? You never def- use them? No, never. I don't know why, but I'll definitely use them at least once before two K seventeen comes out. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so I'm happy with that. It, it's, it's weird because um, with Godfather's match, like if they were going to be doing a, a Hall of Fame showcase, which wasn't confirmed until this week, mm-hmm. uh, you would have assumed maybe Godfather versus Goldust where we could have gotten like a classic Goldust attire. Yes, I wouldn't believe so. Um, and then for Papa Shango, you would have assumed maybe like Shango versus Ultimate Warrior or something. Mm-hmm. But they eliminated those two extra... Characters or gears, but uh, it's whatever. It's fine. You could create. I, I'm. A, I don't know how you could manipulate face paint this year, but uh, Ultimate Warrior that gear that might be in a Papa Shango match might even be already in the game from from years past. But mm-hmm. my favorite part of this whole incredible DLC is. The Fabulous Freebirds finally, finally, finally making it into a game. Well, most of them making it into 2K17. Uh, and and the fact that the Von Erics are in this, that's like, from WCCW, that's amazing. Got that Carrie, is very cool. Carrie and Kevin versus uh, Buddy Roberts and Michael Hayes. And then another match from WCW Saturday night in 1992 is Jimmy Garvin and Michael Hayes versus Cactus Jack and DDP. So I'm I'm pumped that there's a WCW Cactus Jack. I'm it's gonna be really cool to see a 1992 version of DDP because mm-hmm. he wore he wore like a singlet and the the long tights and everything. I do not recall. Well, I mean, all. you didn't watch WCW in 1992, and I went back and I looked the stuff up. Yeah, um, I do remember watching some Cactus Jack though. Right. I back in '92 or whatever. I do remember Cactus, and he was actually my favorite back then. Yeah, so because I don't know, I don't know what made me like Cactus Jack back then. Like because '92, I was a little kid, but I think I liked like the um, how he had that uh, leopard print and everything like that. Like he just looked cool. He looked like a a bad cat. I don't know. Yeah. You don't want to mess with them. Uh, unfortunately, for whatever reason, Terry Gordy didn't get ad- added into this. I don't understand why, but mm-hmm. I, I mean, he was a uh, free bird. Yeah. And I don't, I went back and looked, I tried to look up a match of like this specific uh, Buddy Roberts and Michael Hayes versus the Von Erics from WCCW in 1986. Mm-hmm. Could not find anything. The only thing that huh. came up was a match from 1984. So, I don't know. I mean, it could just be like a thing where like it's not on the internet because it's WCCW from 1986. Maybe. Or maybe they got it wrong and it's supposed to be 1984. 
Mm. I just, I don't know. But if it is from 1984, then they have their uh, Confederate flag gear. That would be interesting. Which, yeah, which, I mean, like, hopefully it's not different. Yeah, I, I, I can't see them doing that. And if I do, I could see a lot of people being annoyed, you know? I don't think I mean, so. I don't think wrestling fans do that sort of thing. Yeah, but people outside the worst. I think, people, I think people in professional. I mean, wrestling, dude, look at look at the people complaining when Jericho was bringing up the alcohol with CM Punk, and then all these. Yeah, other but I think I think people I think people who play these video games want like the accurate attires. Um, I plead the fifth. Which is why, uh, which is like the same thing. Like if they if they were truly accurate attires with Sting, he'll have a goatee. I don't know. So we'll see. And so, it's funny. It's funny because that that Halloween Havoc 1998 arena has like the Snickers logo all over that Halloween Havoc logo, and like the arena. So I'm wondering if they're actually going to include that into the into the set specifically now because Snickers is a, a sponsor of 2K17, and they already have that logo plastered all over the video game. Mm-hmm. So I'm wondering if that's going to be accurate. Mm-hmm. But it'll be cool. I can't wait to play as the Von Erichs and the Freebirds. I don't know when. It'll probably be like January or February by the time I actually get to use that. But it sucks. And then the, the NXT pack for $9.99 will be Shinsuke Nakamura, Apollo Crews, and Nia Jax, which will also come with something like a, a point boost for my career. Which, mm-hmm. on the last generation systems, due to them not having my career, it's just going to be four ninety nine, and you get the three characters. Which, that just doesn't make sense to me. Like, I don't want to, I don't care about the my career points. I just, I'd rather pay four ninety nine for the three of them. The, if, if, without the, the showcase, I mean, without the season pass, the Hall of Fame pack is nine ninety nine. How are you going to tell me these three characters are nine ninety nine? I think it's both. I think it's a rip off the video game in general, but that's just my opinion. I think it's crazy how they charge for DLCs instead of including them in the the game. I think it's rip off. I don't think and, DLC is a rip off when it's like made properly. When oh, like, I totally do. I mean, because in years past we've gotten like some really good DLC, and it's been twenty five bucks, twenty four ninety nine. Next On year, top of how much did you buy the game for? The game would have been 60-something. Okay, so you're paying over $80 for one game. That's how much games cost anyway. That's not right. I mean, N64 games used to be like 100 bucks, no? No. 60 bucks? I don't remember. It used to be really expensive. There's no way it wasn't that cheap. Or that expensive, I mean. Mm-hmm. And then they also they showed off the trailer for my career which shows that you can bypass nxt mode all altogether so it's like that just like pisses me off because when is this showcase going to be or when's that the nxt pack going to be released unrelated unrelated to the season pass because that comes with stuff for like specifically for the nxt portion of your my career mm-hmm. so if and some people could bypass it right off the bat and you'll you could be a paul Heyman guy and they showed in the trailer and everything so it's just but like why would you want to bypass it? To just get on the main roster right away? Yeah, but what's the point? I mean, that's not career mode. 
I don't know. I think that that's kind of a little bit lame. Yeah, I would specifically not. I would definitely go through NXT. Yeah. But there's people that might not. and But also still, it's like by the time that pack is released, people could already be past NXT. Mm-hmm. Like they could have already been called up to the main roster. Mm-hmm. So it's like that, that my career boost that does you good in NXT does nothing for you. So you're you're just paying more money for something that doesn't that you're not going to use. Mm-hmm. That's to me that doesn't make sense. But yeah, and 2K and WWE games they'll never they'll never ever get back to you about something like that. They'll never what? address it. They'll never do anything. They're they're they're, uh. they're it's so piss poor with their with their fan interaction. It's it's pathetic. But yeah, but the DLC for the most part I was I was happy with. Mm-hmm. It's just the prices of stuff. Which I don't mind having to pay twenty nine ninety nine for the season pass, and uh, nine ninety nine on top of that because I have GameStop gift cards. Yeah, so, but not um, everybody does. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like, I, even, I, even though even though I have the GameStop gift cards and I'll be buying that, hopefully I'll be able to buy that with the GameStop gift cards. I'm still advocating. I'm still saying it's not it's not right. Yeah. I'm still absolutely against that. It's, it's I mean, don't get me wrong. I understand that there's a price for everything, but I also think that it's kind of crazy that you're charging people. How much is it again? On top, well, the season pass is is twenty nine ninety nine, which is they say like I think as they said it's a fifteen percent saving or whatever, or fifteen dollars saving. I'm not sure which one is which. And then the NXT pack with the three characters and the My Career Boost is is nine ninety nine. That's uh, that's crazy. Like if if it was twenty nine ninety nine, and all five of those packs were included, absolutely that's a fine price. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, I'd be yeah. willing to pay twenty nine. Okay. I'd be okay with that. But that's just absurd. It's absurd. It really is. It, it's it's robbery, you know. It's yeah. just not right. Yeah, I'm not a fan. Of it. So, but moving yeah. on from outside the ring news to some independent wrestling results uh, taking place on the 16th of September. House of Hardcore 17 on Long Island in New York. First match of the night saw Matt Stryker defeating Alex Reynolds. Yeah, Team Tremendous and Connor Braxton defeating CJ Murr, TJ Marconi, and Vic Delicious. Um, I, I, assuming he's going as Masquerita Dorada, I'm not sure. El Torito defeated Hornswoggle, aka Swoggle. I'm just gonna, I'm, I'm just gonna say Hornswoggle. Yeah, go with And I'm just gonna say El Torito. Yeah, Hawk is defeated Pat Buck. Bull James picked up the victory against Eddie Kingston. What were you curious about, though? What do you mean? You said, I'm curious, and then you, then I oh, interrupted. that match. Uh, Hornswoggle versus, uh, Torito. I'm sure that was an awesome match. They have a WLC match book somewhere. Really? Yeah, I think it might be for House of Hardcore. I'm not positive. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, you got uh, where? What was the last one you just said? You were right. Matt Hardy. Yeah. Matt Hardy defeated Aaron Rex. And Ricochet picked up the victory against Tony Nice. I know people were on their feet. I saw pictures and videos of that. Yeah, if anybody's attending these events, please continue tweeting us your pictures, and by all means, we will not stop you from getting a bumper for this podcast. <laughs> uh, if you just by happen, if you just so happen to be standing next to, next to Ricochet, 
and you want to ask him, hey, Ricochet, by any chance, would you like to record a bumper for Mark but don't say Don't say bumper. Say voice recording. Uh, uh, yeah, voice memo, voice recording. All you have to do is press that voice memo on your phone or whatever, record it, have him say, hey, this is Ricochet, and you're listening to Marking Out. And if and you want to get just, Prince Puma, too. <laughs> yeah, if you want to get a few, whoever you want to get. I mean, we'll definitely be very grateful for it. Um, we'll try to return the favor. We'll promote you on the podcast, on Twitter. Uh, if you have like a little product or a podcast or some sort of a brand that you want to get out there, we'll definitely try to help you out since you helped us out. Yeah, um, and then you could just email it to us, markingout1 at gmail.com. Yeah. But, we usually uh, live up to all of our word. Say that again? Actually, no. We always live up to our word. Always. Yeah. Uh, and then the main event of that... What do you mean? Yeah, we do. I was agreeing with you. Yeah. <laughs> Except I rolled my eyes when I did it. But yeah. <laughs> the main event of House of Hardcore 17 was a street fight. Uh, new uh, tag team champion, Rhino, defeated Tommy Dreamer. I thought for... Sh- not thought for sure. I thought it would have been cool if WWE allowed Heath Slater to also be there. That would be sick. House of Hardcore is known for their surprises. Um, I believe Sandman was there, and who else? Someone else was there. I forget who. But that would that would actually be a lot of fun if he was there for that. Yeah, especially since it's like a street fight. Like Tommy Dreamer went to do something, and then out comes Heath Slater. I know the fans would have went crazy. I mean, especially because Dreamer is like cool with WWE and everything like that. Yeah. So that would be that would have been really awesome and nice. Yeah, but that didn't happen. No. Uh, The next night, the 17th of September, House of Hardcore 18 in Philadelphia, PA, at the 2300 Arena. Um, By the way, TNA just ended. Cody Rhodes didn't show up. (laughs) Hold on now. Hold on. Keep on turkey. Keep on turkey. I'm going to turn off the TV then. (laughs) Cody Rhodes isn't coming out now. Maybe, Maybe I missed it. I don't know. I have no idea. That makes no sense. I would have assumed that since they aired that promo that, like, he's coming and they showed a, a video clip, the guy had a Triforce symbol on his ring finger. You have yeah. to assume that's Cody Rhodes. But I hope so. Maybe he debuted at the in the in at 9 o'clock or at 8 o'clock, I mean. And I no, just there's no it. way we missed it. I turned it on at eight at 8.15-ish, and I didn't see him since then. No so. way are they kicking off TNA with that. That's like a huge thing, though. I don't know. I mean, maybe it's just probably promoting it for next week or the week after. I mean, why debut someone no, the, like they that? Aired, they, they aired the promo on the internet that said he'll be coming this week or something. Are you sure it said oh, this week? Wait a minute. I'm so confused. Here he is. What I, do just, you mean? I just went on Bound for Glory. So I missed the promo they aired. <laughs> so Cody Rhodes did debut but in a video promo how did I miss this promo <laughs> that's so weird I was going to say maybe they'll debut him at Bound for Glory and then here he is tweeting it says Cody is Bound for Glory this is hashtag a game changer or this that's is funny. a hashtag game changer and then it's a video of him talking about his story and everything and coming to Bound for Glory on the on the second, any idea who his opponent is, or was that not announced yet? I honestly have no idea. Well, it's all I see in that is is the is that. 
is the promo of him coming to Mount for Glory. And then there was I a mean, picture. the only thing... There was a picture of him backstage with Matt Hardy saying, and Matt Hardy was like, I knew you'd come. But The only thing know. we can assume is that it's going to be against Mike Bennett. Because of no, because Mike Bennett has a match against Moose. Oh, well, Cody Rhodes. They have, it's obviously the only choice for me that's a no-brainer. We'll talk about it later, obviously. I'll, I'll say it later. It's a no-brainer. So you're going you're gonna to say it's a no-brainer. It's going to be... I'll talk about it later. No, it's a no-brainer. You'll see it when you see it. You'll hear it when you hear it. Back to Hustle right. Hardcore at the ECW Arena in Philadelphia, PA. Robbie E. defeated Lance Anawahi. Um, there was a yeah. three-way elimination match. Alex Reynolds picked up the full victory. He uh, first deleted... Uh, deleted. <laughs> <laughs> first, uh, Johnny Silver defeated Pat Buck, and then Alex Reynolds ended up going on to defeat Johnny Silver. Um, I know this match people were talking about on Twitter being an insane match, too. So yeah, You also had Eddie Kingston, TJ Marconi, and Vic Delicious to beat Connor Braxton and Team Tur- uh, Tremendous. Team Torito? Huh? <laughs> Are you going to say Team Torito? I don't know. Chris Hero, your hero, my hero, Chris Hero, defeated Tony Nese. Uh This was also another fine match that I saw clips of that people yeah, were going yeah. nuts off. Oh, yeah. You had Brian Myers and Hornswoggle team up to defeat El Torito and Matt Stryker. This I saw after the fact, where Hornswoggle was trying to beg Brian, a.k.a. now Kurt Hawkins, to, to come back, to bring him with him to WWE. And then somebody came out and attacked him. I don't know who. I wish I remembered really? who. Yeah. I was watching huh. it live via Facebook. Oh, that's funny. I forget who came out and like they he, they took out Brian. Ryback? Didn't oh, back? yes, yes. Ryback came out and and took out Hawkins. And I think he took out Hornswoggle as well. Yeah, I did see him uh, hit the shell shock on uh, Hornswoggle, actually. Yeah, that was a good catch. That was a good... I was like, I know it was somebody big. I know it was a surprise. <laughs> yeah, so Ryback, who, by the way, can now officially be called Ryback. His name change went through. Yeah, so kudos to him. Uh, Ricochet defeated Sammy Callahan. And in the main event, they had an extreme rules match between Matt Hardy uh, with Senor Benjamin, who picked up the victory against Tommy Dreamer. Um, I don't know if if Terry Funk made it to the no, event. No, I, I, I believe that he uh, could not make it to the event due to his health complications. Um, I think they, I think Tommy Dreamer tweeted that out, or one House of Hardcore tweeted about him being unable to be there. Yeah. Um, on the 17th, NYWC Till I Collapse, NYWC Sportatorium, my personal favorite place to go see wrestling. Not Madison Al- Square Garden, though? Oh, yeah, MSG, too. Alvin Alvarez teamed up with Ultimo Maya to defeat uh, GIT and J-Red. Actually, no, that is incorrect. <laughs> that was no contest. Uh, Gangsta in training in J-Red, so no contest there. Yeah, the NYWC Starlet Championship was on the line. The champion Devil Doll picked up the victory against Sammy Pickles. I'm very happy about this because it kind of shows that her victory at the last uh, event was not a fluke. So I'm very happy that she was able to pick up this uh, victory, Devil Doll. 
Uh, you had Angelo Andrews pick up the victory over Aiden Ball. Joe Gacy defeated Mouse via disqualification. Maxwell Jacob Feinstein picked up the victory over Blake Morris and Papa Don. Mike Orlando defeated Johnny Future. I gotta say, I'm really happy to see Mike Orlando at NYWC. He's a wrestler that I've been watching at uh, up here in the Albany region for a little bit of time now, and and you've seen him at Sanctuary. And the guy, he deserves a lot of credit. I think a lot of big things are going to be happening to him in his future. Uh, next up, you had Rick Cataldo pick up the victory over John Sawyer. You had an eight-man tag team match, the Hounds of Hatred, composed of Apollyon, Bam and Boo Sullivan, and King Mega, defeated Brad Benson, CJ Benson, Jesse Vane, and JT Kaysen. Yeah, you also had the MYWC heavyweight title on the line in a last-man-standing match. Stott Cade, the champion, picked with victory over Randy Summers. I thought for sure Randy Summers was taking it. I I was definitely torn on it. I would have liked to see Randy Summers pick up the victory, you know? He's yeah. been with them for a while. But then also, uh, Brandon Watts may be returning soon. I don't know. He should be uh, recovered to return. Hopefully. I would think. Hopefully, I know. Taking place on the 18th at the MYWC Sportatorium, MYWC presented a matter of pride. Uh, Tommy Purr picked up the victory against Jared Foster. Yeah, he also had Eddie McQueen picked up the victory over Steven Sterling. Sammy Pickles and Maria Manick picked up the victory against DJ Hyde. Sonny Kiss defeated Jamie Senegal. Uh, Rick Cataldo defeated Bull James. Sonny Kiss and Eddie McQueen had a double countout, which placed Sonny Kiss and Eddie McQueen in the finals. So who's going to face them? Well, it ended up being Rick Cataldo who defeated Tommy Purr. So in the finals, you now have Eddie McQueen taking on Rick Cataldo, taking on Sonny Kiss. Yeah, uh, Keita Jamar picked up the victory. Oh, no, I don't know this match. I don't know if there was a winner or what against uh, Prince Akatan. Uh, yeah, well, and that, and then that final match to see who the winner of the tournament was, Eddie McQueen picked up the victory over Rick Cataldo and Sonny Kiss. So that is awesome. Congratulations to Eddie McQueen. Congratulations to all the participants in this uh, tournament. And congratulations to just uh, NYWC, the promotion, for putting this on. Rick Cataldo for uh, being the... Uh, I think he was the driving force with this. And just an awesome, awesome event. Yeah. So congratulations. Um, and then, uh, what is this? Uh, Square, uh, what is this? Squared Wrestling Sirens? Was that the podcast we were talking about earlier? I don't know. They were, I will get it in one second because I definitely want to uh, promote them. Squared Wrestling Sirens. Actually, I think it's on Rick Cataldo's. Yeah, these guys, they uh, they went over there. They were doing the live tweeting for the entire event. Um, and it was just awesome. They have a review on their website. And even better, they collected money to support all the victims of the uh, Pulse tragedy in Orlando this past year. They raised over $120 to donate. Um, and you can go check them out. Squared Circles Sirens. Uh, that is at SC Sirens on Twitter. 
You can go check them out, squaredcirclesirens.com. Um, yeah, go check them out. Go follow them. Go uh, visit their website and support them. Support all these wrestlers. Great job. Yeah. So, also, upcoming indie shows, 9.30, Ring of Honor All-Star Extravaganza, 8 in Lowell, Massachusetts. Jay Lethal, take it on Tatsuya Naito. Dragon Lee will be taking on Kamatachi. Ladder War 6 for the Ring of Honor. Ring of Honor, World Tag Team Championship, The Addiction. The champions take it on Motor City Machine Guns, take it on the Young Bucks. Yeah, this is one thing that I actually like about Ring of Honor. Well, I like a lot about Ring of Honor, but Ladder Wars, it's so rare that they actually have they actually number each one. I mean, this one's Ladder War 6. I think we saw Ladder War 2. Mm, was I there for it? I think so. Right? Well, between who? Uh, Generico and Steve versus the American Wolves. I think yeah, you were I'm there. gonna say I was not there for that. No, no. I thought you were. Where Eddie Edwards had like a cast on his hand. Yeah, I'm gonna say you went without me there. Oh, because I was I was under the impression that I did see one though. Did we not go? We we did see another one. Who was that? Um, was it Kevin, is, Kevin Steen and, and Adam Generico Cole? Versus, no, Kevin no. Steen and Generico versus the Young Bucks? No, I never saw... I, don't I, would never, I wouldn't say that. Because we, we also saw, we saw a lot of people that we didn't really realize. No, I'm saying I don't remember going to see El Generico and, and Kevin Steen in Ring of Honor. Really? Yeah. You've seen them. Let's see, Supercard. Uh, is there a Ladder Wars on Supercard? I don't think there's a Ladder War here. Why, is that what you went to? Tyler Black. That one's a no-go. Um, bunch of clicks. Got to get to Florida, man. <laughs> uh, I don't think that there was a Ladder War in Florida. I think... Maybe there, there was, was, but I don't know. Um, let's see. Because you went to Ring of Honor without me. When? Many times. Twice, I believe. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is June. Scroll up, scroll up. There we go. Let's see. Do we have it? Where is it? Ladder match, ladder match. Wow, where did we go? No, that was a last man standing match. It was a La Revancha match. So I never saw a ladder wars, to my knowledge. It was Kevin Steen versus El Generico in La mm -hmm. Revancha. So, hmm. Well, you went to two um, events at the Manhattan Center, no? Yeah, two. Yeah. One was in, one was May eighth, two thousand. I, I can't find the uh, any results. Well, one was May eighth. If you go uh -huh. type in May eighth final battle, no, not final battle. Um, I don't remember what it was. I'd have to pause this and look it up if you want me mm -hmm. to. No, no, I, I just pulled up the annual events. Um, let's see. Did you remember which what what it was? Glory by honor. 
No, it was May 8th, Supercard. 2000. Supercard was what? March. Go to, go to May 8th, 2011. Uh, I think that's when it was. 2011. Um, let's see. We did not see that. Let me go to May 8th, 2011. May 8th. Well, what about the other event that you went to? The one that they banned me from bringing my camera in? Yeah. That other event, I, I didn't see a, I looked at my wrestling event thing. Yeah, I'm giving up on looking. That was two thousand. That was Final Battle 2009, I think. I thought you saw a letter war, but that's all right. I'm not going to, I'm stopping looking. Yeah, I'm glad we took that five, five minutes to discuss whether or not we saw ladder wars. I'm sure everyone listening to this really approves and appreciates that as well. Yeah, but uh, after that, they were, there's going to be a first-round match in the uh, Ring of Honor World Six-Man Tag Team Championship Tournament. You're going to be seeing the Briscoes and Toru Yanu team up to take on ACH, Leo Rush, and Jay White. You winner, also have the, I was going to say the winner will be advancing, which is an obvious thing to say. but Yeah, you also have the Ring of Honor World TV title on the line as Bobby Fish defends his title against... Donovan Dijak. And then Adam Cole defends the World Championship in a match against Michael Elgin. Again, this match, uh, this event is 9.30. Ring of Honor All-Star Extravaganza. That whole weekend is going to be Ring of Honor stuff. Uh, this is just the pay-per-view. And then the next nights are TV tapings. So check it out. Go to there. Yeah. Uh, 10-1. Dreamwave Hardcore Halloween in LaSalle, Illinois. LaSalle? LaSalle, <laughs> Dream Wave, tag team title on the line. Spears and Beers taking on the Dynasty. Uh, Joey Ryan will be taking on little Guido Maritano. You also have Dream Wave world title match. Mustafa Ali defending his title against Lince Dorado. And then A.R. Fox will be taking on Cody Rhodes. Yeah, also 10-2 TNA bound for glory in the impact zone. This was bound the match. Huh? This was the match. This was the match that Cody Rhodes would have to be winning. Okay. It's like a no-brainer. It's the bound for glory, bound for gold gauntlet match. The winner could choose a, a, a championship match of their of, of any of their choice. Why would it not be? Cody Rhodes. The only reason I could see it not being him is because he didn't he maybe he didn't sign a contract. That could be the and only... Then, and then what? He just randomly shows up during Moose and Mike Bennett? Maybe. I don't I don't get it. That would... I don't know. That would... I don't... Uh, that's a tough thing to call. Or he doesn't come in yet. I mean, all you... I mean... No, he has, they, the, have, that promo that we just looked up, the promo specifically oh, says, yes. Bound for Glory. Maybe that's for Brandy. No, it was specifically Cody Rhodes in the thing. It says, Bound for Glory. Whole picture, I don't know. So... But how do you know that it's Cody and not Brandy? It's him in the in the video and talking and showing. They show him in the video, not just well, him. Maybe he's talking about Brandy's debut and not really his own. How could they? How could he be talking about Brandy's <laughs> debut and not his? I, you know, I, I I don't know. But TNA Knockout Championship on the line. Maria defending against Gail Kim, which maybe somehow Brandy inserts herself into that. That's why we paused it before. Which you'll never even know where we paused it. But, no. Because but we have the best editors in town on this. But Maria was, 
she had a match and a segment, and then a woman dressed in all black came out. I was like, oh, of course, like it's gonna be the thing where she pulls off the mask and bam, it's Brandy Rose that debuts. But no, it was future TNA Hall of Famer Gail Kim as she gets inducted to their Hall of Fame this weekend. But yeah, uh, that's your main mention before you have Moose taking on Mike Bennett. Yeah, and then there's the uh, Impact Grand Championship. For the first time ever, a champion will be crowned of that match style. Drew Galloway, we will be taking on Aaron Rex. Now, is this that UFC style stuff? Yes, it is. All right. It's unfortunate that they decided to go through with that. But false count anywhere, no count doubts, no DQ war for the TNA World Tag Team Championship. The Decay defending their titles against the Hardys. And then... Interestingly enough, a no-holds-barred match for the TNA World Heavyweight Championship. Champion Lashley will be taking on Ethan Carter III. Um, I'm hoping for EC3 to pick that up. Yeah, so a lot taking place. Go check them all out. And And now we'll take our, probably, what would you say, 15th, 16th, 20th break of the the show so far? (laughs) I would say so. And we'll actually throw a bumper in there this time, but we'll be right back here on Marking Out. This is Matt Hardy, the man who is stronger than death, and you are currently listening to Marking Out. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to Marking Out, episode 294. Moving on to some sports entertainment. Kicking things off with some Monday Night Raw. Monday Night Nitro. (laughs) (laughs) Wasn't expecting that whatsoever. But Monday Night Raw kicked off with Roman Reigns, Stephanie McMahon, Mick Foley opening the show. Uh, Mick Foley announced... Seth Rollins versus Rusev for Monday Night Raw, which I hate when they do that because that was already announced before the show. Yeah. But he also announced Roman Reigns versus Rusev for the United States Championship at the Clash of Champions or at Clash of Champions. Mick Foley says the Clash. I try to say what it really is, and it's just Clash of Champions. Yeah. So, uh, what it is. Yeah, and uh, then also Mick Foley put Rusev in a match against, uh, not, not no, put Roman Reigns in a match against Kevin Owens for Monday Night Raw, which Stephanie made it a no-title match, a non-title match, I should say. Mm-hmm. And then Mick Foley was like, and it's going to be in a steel cage. I, I used to be able to do Mick Foley. All of a sudden, I can't do Mick Foley. I listened to it last week, it didn't sound like Mick Foley. That's right. I think you're fine with it. No, because I, I used okay. to be able to do it, and now I can, I can only do Mankind. I don't know. But Who's your favorite bully? Three faces. And it's funny because whenever somebody says, oh, dude, love was my favorite, Mick Foley goes, why? Or, or like, how? Or something like that. And I honestly, I think, I think dude, love was my favorite. Even though, like, yes, like, I mean, Mick Foley, like, it's like it's hard to choose, like, because mankind was great with the Rock. He was great with everything he did before, yeah. with the 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 full brown outfit, with the suit and tie, not the suit and tie, the the white dress shirt, yeah, yeah buttoned down and tie, yeah. Cactus Jack was great. WCW Cactus Jack was great. ECW Cactus Jack was great. 
So it's hard to choose. But um, like overall, I think my the most fun I had watching, not the most fun, but like I, I really like Dude Love, and I really want that Dude Love T-shirt, and they they just like won't release it. I still think my favorite, like originally it was Cactus Jack, but I think my favorite may be Mankind. Uh, and I mean like the original Mankind, not like Mr. Sacco Mankind. I right. really like the Mankind with like Paul Bearer, like this sick, twisted Where he would metal. rip out his own hair. Yeah, I, I thought there was something about him that it just drew you in, where you were interested in everything that he said, especially spawning off of that, uh, that interview with Jim Ross. Like, it was just awesome. Which it's, was an, it's something you haven't seen before. Which was, was an incredible interview. Oh, yeah. But then, that, that's also, like, one of my, my all-time, one of my all-time favorite promos is that Three Faces of Foley interview. Mm-hmm. Where, where he's about to face Triple H, and then he goes, Oh, I feel like you meet my main man, Cactus Jack. And then Cactus Jack comes out and brawls with Triple H. And it's because it's cool because it's like almost as if they did like a throwback to that when Triple H was supposed to face Mankind or Mick Foley. I'm not sure which one at the with the Hell in a Cell match. And then Cactus Jack showed up and started beating the crap out of Triple H, which is just like, that's so cool. That like, I don't know. You can't wrestling's not the same these days. It really isn't. (laughs) But you can't go off of heyday. You really can't. No. But. Oh, also, um, Kevin Owens, that's the reason why Mick Foley announced it was a steel cage match. He came out to complain. Mm-hmm. But after that, we saw Rusev versus Seth Rollins end in a double countout. Yeah, Rollins made his way to the ring at the end of that previous segment. Um, this one, I thought, I thought it was a good match. I like how uh, Rollins hit Rusev with the Falcon Arrow. Um a lot of action back and forth, and then it all it just, came down to Rollins doing that crossbody off of the stage. Well, Rusev tried to put him through the commentary table, and yeah. then and then Seth Rollins fought him off and tossed him off the stage. But like that, the whole way this ended, like I I, I hate, I don't understand why so many times a match with Rusev ends in a no ending or something like that. Mm-hmm. It's just like so many times, just there's no reason for that. I know, it is unfortunate, because I really do think that he's good. But up next, backstage, Charlotte and Dana were complaining to Mick Foley, um, which blew me away. Absolutely blew me away at the fact that they actually mentioned the fact that Sasha Banks and Bailey all had their shoulders down. Or both had their shoulders down, I should say. Mm-hmm. Um, which, I, last week we said we were not expecting them to, to make mention of it. No. And Dana was like, yeah, so neither of them should be number one contender. There is no number one contender. And then McFoley's, and they were like, instead of the tag team match, it should be, um, I forget what she pitched. Dana Brooke pitched some idea. I think she pitched Sasha versus Bailey to see who the number one contender is. And then Mick goes, you know what? I'm going to make it a triple threat match at the Clash of Champions. So now it's Sasha versus Bailey versus Charlotte. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Uh, next up, you had Braun pick up the victory. Braun Strowman pick up the victory over Sin Cara. I did like how they mentioned gave, gave a reason why Sin Cara is facing him so often. Whatever, saying how he he really is annoyed that Braun disrespected the Lucha Libre heritage by taking off that the mask of that masked wrestler. And I thought yeah. that was a nice 
I uh, nice I place. just hope this doesn't lead to Sin Cara being unmasked. I agree with you on that. I hope he's not unmasked, and I hope that this ends ASAP. I I want to see him progress to someone else soon. Like yeah, maybe uh, how? I don't how know. realistically Brian it's going to be. Te- Realistically, it's going to be Darren Young next no, if he's on Raw. There's no way. Which man? Who else are you going to? Darren Young, gonna have Darren, Young and Titus, Darren Young and Titus O'Neil. They disappeared real fast, huh? Right. I, actually, it would be cool to see Braun Strowman versus Cesaro in a feud after Cesaro gets out with Sheamus. That'd be interesting. I, I'd be. I think that would be kind of cool because that would be a nice step for Strowman, and I think Cesaro. Also, both. I think it would yeah. I think that it would. I think that it would be good for Cesaro because I think that he would be able to uh, further show how strong he is by like performing the neutralizer on on a guy the size of Strowman. You know? Yeah. I mean, it's not like we haven't seen. We've definitely seen him do it on Kali and. Oh like, yeah, of course. But but I mean, there's still new fans that don't really even know Kali. So right. Um, up next, we saw Charlotte and Dana Brooke take on and defeat Bailey and Sasha. Um, really, the only thing I kind of enjoyed of this was the ending, where uh, Dana held Bailey's legs when she went to go hit the Bailey to belly, and then Charlotte kicked her or whatever, and then was able to pick up the win. Mm-hmm. But there's just like, I mean. I don't. I took a picture. I, and WWE even tweeted a, a gif of it. I couldn't believe they did this. Uh, Bailey smashing Charlotte's face, supposed to be into the turnbuckle pad. She's completely. She's just hitting her hand and not even going like. I, 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 I can't. I can't. I can't. I can't. Brandon, I absolutely take can't. a deep breath. Brandon, take a deep breath. It just doesn't make sense. Like, how are there people in WWE that say like, "Oh my god," like I'm watching this match. It's the best match ever, and it's with Charlotte Flair in it. How, like, how did she get to the position? That makes no sense. Every single time she's in the ring. And I've said on the show that I was not going to say this before. It doesn't. Yeah. And it just keeps coming back because it just keeps on happening. Mm-hmm. And then people come to her defense. Oh, she's a great wrestler, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, look, just watch the match. What do people come to you? What do they say? Like, they say that she's a good wrestler? No. What do you mean? What do people come to you and people say? No, no, it's not clicking. I don't know if it's supposed to be Uh, something. Never mind. (laughs) Nothing, nothing at all. Disappointment. Oh, was it surrounding all over? Was it a Taylor Swift reference? No, it was a you reference. But Bo Dallas, really? Yes, a reference to me. Yeah, old school (laughs) muck now. Oh. Tried to yeah, rope no, into that just it. Didn't, that was just not gonna. Because <laughs> so many week after week on the show, you say that's what people say. A. Yeah, he was like trying to sing, rope you, you sing, into it. Yeah, but no, no, you sing the Taylor Swift shake it oh, off. Oh, yeah, that's what people say. Yeah, yeah. So that's what in my head I was picturing, and then. No. I was trying to say you, you were up trying to, to get me to say, it. people come to me and say, who are you and why are you here? I say, listen up and lend me your ear. And then I, I am the B to the G. You yeah. cannot count on my shoulders being down for the three. Yeah. yippee ki Bo Dallas picked up the victory over Gary Graham. Uh, said to be the grandson of Michael P.S. Hayes. Yes, yeah, said to be getting over more than Bo Dallas in this match. Yes, again, they were chanting this week. The fans were chanting for the jobber. Do you think Will- that's... What were you going to yeah. say? Well, well, uh, let me uh, first ask, do you think that was really 
Michael Hayes' grandkid? I don't know. Maybe. I was trying to do the math, and I was like, this isn't adding up. <laughs> like, Who knows? Maybe, probably not. Maybe it was just a rib, you know? Yeah, like, that's I didn't understand because, I mean, it actually could have been his grandson, but I don't, I don't, I was trying to do the math, but I, because Michael Hayes is like 59 years old. So potentially, could a 59-year-old have a grandson that is like 20 years old? Yeah. Like, yes, it's possible, but like, that would mean Michael Hayes had the kid at like, had his kid at like 13 or 14, and or they met somewhere in that middle, him and the, and the, and his kid. Well, it is Michael Hayes. I mean, who knows? Yeah, brother. That was a but, Michael Hayes impression. I don't know. My impressions are off lately, so. So what? Um, so what? I, I don't think that this is going to – I can't see Bo Dallas getting over still. I'm not a fan of what this is. I, I, I will give credit that his opening promos are intriguing. But then he just – I don't, I don't I, he comes out and rhymes. It's not like – people are calling him Edgar Allan Bo, and they're oh. not even good promos. <laughs> I don't think they're good promos. I'm – it's I like know Chris it's like that he was a fan of them. I don't. It, he comes out. It's like he comes out. Boses are red, violets are blue, and like that's just not. I mean, he didn't say that one, but yeah, he just I, he I, just he rhymes stuff with bow. And I'm telling you, 100. percent We just mentioned it just seconds ago with that people come to me thing. You're going to run out of things that rhyme with bow. Faux show. I'm telling you, that's gonna happen. All right, let's go. Ready? Bow. No. Show. Are you kidding me? Low. Slow. Crow. Low. What did you say? Low. Say that one more time. Low. Like glow stick. Oh, I thought, <laughs> I thought you were saying plow. I was like, what word is plow? <laughs> Mo. Blow. <laughs> well, vo is a, is really vow. I don't know. I don't I don't know. Did we say go? Sure, go with it. So? <laughs> sure, go. Low. I said low. Cesaro no. picked up the victory against Sheamus, tying the series up 3-3, three to three, and the last match will be at Clash of Champions. And this uh, is exactly what I did not want to happen. I, was, I am not a fan of this obvious uh, going to the seventh match. I thought it would have been nice to see someone actually pick up the victory as 3-2. And I would have been okay. There, there'd be no shape. reason for that, though. There would be no reason for a seven-series match, then. There, there, no, but that's the thing I like. I mean, why is it that whenever you do have a best-of-seven series or a best-of-five, how? I mean, how why often does it always well, have to go to the last thing? Just in general, uh, like whenever people do do a best-of series. Then I feel like that makes one person look weak. I don't – I mean, but I'm okay with that. Push Sheamus a little bit more than Cesaro. I'm okay with that. I just hate that it's predictable that it always goes to that final match. And I still I don't understand like will this winner get a shot at the championship? Yeah. I still I, don't I, know if that's like set in stone. I'm not sure. But after this and that's another thing that I liked about this series is that uh is that it we did not see a match. We were able to skip a match because it was on a house show. Yeah, I was hoping maybe they would give us like another match on a house show, but they aired it live on Raw this week. Mm-hmm. But after that, Chris Jericho ran into Mick Foley backstage, uh, who he kind of like pissed Chris Jericho off by saying whatever he said, and uh, 
Jericho was like, I'm going to make a list. I'm going to make a list of grievances about him. And he went out to the ring and in Chris Jericho fashion started listing things off. Uh, his grievances about Mick Foley. And it was an amazing segment. Yeah. I was a fan of this. I, I did. I liked I did the, I liked this. And then a fan yelled out or whatever. He goes, what, what did you just say? What did you just say? You just made the list. This fan made the list or whatever he said. I like yeah. that. And then Enzo and Cass came out. Shining Stars came out. New Day, the club. And uh, eventually Sami Zayn came out and, and uh, attacked Chris Jericho, which sparked a, a huge brawl between all of them. I thought it was a great segment. I thought it was a great way to set up this next match. It was uh, it was in, an interesting segment. I feel like there was I mean I like that it centered around Y two J. It was a it, like it was a weird grouping of a match. It was a, a random match setup. But uh I mean yeah it was it was fine. I like Jericho was not in ring gear like everyone else seemed to have been. Yeah. So like there's some surprise element there. Because I yeah, that's like I always like I don't understand why people come out in their ring gear if they're not gonna be wrestling. Yeah. So like you're coming out to host a show, you should be out there in a host show. Close. Yeah, no, I agree with you. So but, the match took yeah. place, Enzo and Cass, Sami Zayn and New Day, uh, consisting of Kofi Kingston and Biggie Langston, picked up the victory against the club Shining Stars and Chris Jericho. Yeah, Xavier Woods kind of breaking the internet with his little video that he took. He shot a video during the entire brawl, yelling out world star hip-hop over and over. And it got, like, thousands of tweet, uh, retweets and uh, favorites and stuff. Did he so that's yell hip-hop? Huh? I don't recall him yelling hip-hop. Yeah, he yelled out world star. Oh, maybe just world star. Yeah. I mean, who hasn't done that? Yeah. <laughs> but it was just funny. Yeah. I Yeah, I give him props for actually being allowed to do that. Yeah, I'm sure. sure he didn't ask for that. Oh, I, I don't know. Maybe. If I, I, if, I was, him... if I was in charge, I would absolutely not allow that. Why? I'm Because the videos that go on World Star Hip Hop are stuff that shouldn't be associated with, D, with WWE. Especially in PG-ish, uh, right. I guess. No, I totally agree with you. Want to talk about this next segment since you loved it so much with this Foley? I uh, loved it think not. Mick Foley <laughs> came out and spoke about T.J. Perkins. This, like, I swear, this is another knife in my gut. But uh, he spoke about Perkins being the Cruiserweight champion, how he won the Cruiserweight Classic, and then he awkwardly, very, very awkwardly introduced Rich Swan, Graham Metallic, and Cedric Alexander, and also uh, Brian Kendrick. Um, but it was like as if he didn't even watch the Cruiserweight Classic. I'm sure he did watch bits and pieces of it. Yeah, I think he did. I mean, he tweeted about it. I believe he live-tweeted it. How much, Did he live-tweet it? Right? I, the way he was announcing these guys, it seemed like he had no clue what who they were, what they were doing on Monday Night Raw. It mm-hmm. just, I, I don't know. But let's get on to this match, though. Yes. Uh, yeah, Brian Kendrick him. picked up the victory over Alexander, uh, Metallic, and Swan, and... What an, I thought it was an awesome match for all of them. It started out very slow with the fans. Fans weren't sure who any of these people were, I'm sure. Which, is that weird to you? Do you find that weird that they weren't too sure who they were? Well, a majority, I should say, didn't know. But mm-hmm. do I find it weird? 
No, because you can't assume that everybody watches the WWE Network and watched the Cruiserweight Classic or heard about the Cruiserweight Classic. That's why Mick Foley was there to do that job and hype it up, being like, oh, over the summer we had a tournament for the Cruiserweight Classic Mm -hmm. Cup or whatever, and now there's a new champion, he's TJ Perkins. And that's even more so why I was very pissed off and disappointed with this match. Because not the match, not the match, the whole segment as a whole. Because uh, you have Triple H saying that not only will the winner of the Cruiserweight Classic have the cup, they'll go on to Monday Night Raw as the first ever Cruiserweight Classic, uh, not Cruiserweight Classic, Cruiserweight Champion. And you have the match, which Mick Foley announces the winner of this Fatal 4-Way will, will go on to Clash of Champions because every single title will be on the line and they will face the newly crowned champion Cruiserweight champion TJ Perkins. Uh, Raw crowds there slowly warming up to the Cruiserweights. Maybe some don't know them. Maybe most do. Maybe most don't. Where, where's the champion? Where's TJ Perkins in that whole segment? You couldn't have him on commentary or anything? How does that make sense? What kind of buildup is that? Now, I, I do understand your argument there and everything like that. I am, I am okay with him not being on Raw, especially because he was featured on the pre-show, apparently. That, I mean, that's, I don't care about that. Who who watches the pre-show? Even if I did, watch, even no, I don't watch the raw pre-show. But even if I did watch the raw pre-show, that's not TV. The whole mm-hmm. TV audience that WWE touts, we had more viewers than the NFL game day package. That's nobody's watching that. Nobody has seen TJ Perkins on Monday Night Raw yet. Mm-hmm. And that I don't understand how you could have that. He's your champion, and you're going into your first ever Raw-branded pay-per-view, solo Raw pay-per-view, and your champion's nowhere in sight. Oh, he'll be at the pay-per-view on Sunday. Oh, he was on the pre-show. Nobody, not everyone in the audience, they don't, they're not watching the pre-show. So in, in my mind, that doesn't make sense. Keep on rolling with it. Keep on talking. It's just something that, why, are you leaving? No, you're just on a roll. It's just something that should have been. Like, if you're going to introduce four people out of the six that were eventually announced, or the seven that were actually announced, what, how, he like that to me, that's a no-brainer. Mm-hmm. You have no. I, I I totally get your argument too. I totally understand where you're coming from and everything like that. Um, I maybe he should have been on uh, commentary at least. You know. Yeah. If you're not going to have him in the match or whatever, or maybe he should have at least been on commentary. But on the other hand, maybe they didn't trust him enough to be on commentary. But even at the other hand, you could have just had him sitting at ringside. Absolutely. Commentary is no longer ringside. You could have actually had him sitting ringside. Mm -hmm. Just had him watch it. The match itself was fantastic. No, absolutely zero complaints out of that whole match. Yeah, everyone brought their A game. I mean, you had Alexander Swan. Because by the end of that match, or even by the middle of that match, it started picking up. Fans were like, oh my god, what am I watching? This is fantastic. And they were going crazy at the end of the match. I, I they, love they, how... Those four men absolutely won the crowd over and completely... It just First of all, it was so surreal seeing Rich Swan being on Monday Night Raw. Same thing with Cedric Alexander. It was awesome to see Graham Metallic. Mm-hmm. Awesome to see Brian Kendrick. Mm-hmm. Last time Brian Kendrick was in a pay-per-view match for WWE was 2009, I believe. The Royal Rumble, he was in it. Really? And, and, yeah, and previous to that was 2008. At Unforgiven 2008, he, had, he was in a five-pack 
scramble match where he did win the WWE Championship for like a minute or two. Uh, but Triple H ended up winning that match. It's like struck from the record book. The only main winner of that. The only way that it was going to count for towards the, the record of the WWE Championship is the actual winner of the match, which was Triple H. So Of course. I actually kind of remember that. Yeah, so kind of. for a split second or so, Brian Kendrick was WWE Champion. Yeah. So it's but cool to see somebody from his last pay-per-view was 2009 in a Royal Rumble spot. And then come back to WWE, and now he's going to be competing for the Cruiserweight Championship in 2016. Yeah. And he, he just locked in that bully choke, and uh, it was a good match from all of them. Really left it all in the ring. Looking forward to next week to see what happens. Um, in the main event of the evening, we had a steel cage match, non-title. Roman Reigns picked up the victory over Kevin Owens. Uh, it all ended when Kevin Owens was crawling to the to get to the outside of the cage while Roman Reigns was climbing to the outside, and Roman Reigns just beat Kevin Owens to it. I was he hit the ground first. I was confused by all of this. I agree with you. You had, I mean, Rusev came out afterwards and attacked Roman Reigns, um, which was he was able to because Kevin Owens. Smashed the door into Roman Reigns' face. Mm -hmm. I like that. But just all together, I was just so confused. Because you had Rusev then lock him and Kevin Owens in the cage. Beating Roman Reigns down afterwards. You have Seth Rollins run out. Kevin Owens is like, how are you going to get in here? Which I hate when they do that. Because it's like, the point of a cage match is you climb or, or leave the door or pin or submit sometimes. So you're saying how he can't climb the cage? Seth Rollins didn't even think about it. He just literally ran out and jumped up and climbed the cage. Yeah. And then once he jumped into the ring, he, or once he was able to get up to the top, he, he fought down Kevin Owens, fought down Rusev, jumped down onto both of them. They were out. He was in the corner, like holding his, his abdomen. Like they all, they were all like knocked out. I didn't. I again did not understand what kind of ending that was to go into the first ever Raw branded pay per view. Yeah, I. You know everything that you said, I agree with, and I can't add anything more to it. I was just very confused. Mhm. Mm I I agree. But moving on to SmackDown, Daniel Bryan opened the show uh, to have a contract signing, the very first of its kind on SmackDown Live for the Women's Championship, um, for the Women's Championship match, I should say, should say, for No Mercy. Their pay-per-view is coming up in probably two weeks again, which is just crazy. 19 pay-per-views a year, man. I, I'm, I'm <laughs> telling you, I'm not a fan of this. I'm, it's too many. Like thirteen was a lot. Yeah, I mean, I get it. You have, you can make if you can make money off of it, then why not? But even still, it's just so much. Yeah, but uh, yeah. So it was for that contract signing between Becky Lynch and Alexa Bliss, and he reassured the crowd that there that it wasn't going to get out of hand, and they booed, which was funny. He was like, "No, no, don't boo that." Do not boo that. It's a new era, which I thought that was funny. Um, yeah. But yeah, so Becky Lynch came out. Alexa Bliss came out. They exchanged some words. And uh, Bliss signed the contract and then smashed 
the actual contract over Becky Lynch's head. And then Which just, sent Becky Lynch to the ground? It's a folder. It's not a folder. It's a, it's a leather-bound book. It's a folder. That's it's a, a leather that's folder. That's not just a regular folder, David. It's, it's a, a hard she leather. Did, David, she did get hit with a steel chair. Bro, that's a hard leather folder. I don't know. I don't think she had to fall to the ground. Dude, I, next time you come over, I will find a hard leather-bound folder, and I will hit you with it. That's not a hard leather folder. 100% is. All it's right, like, it's like when you get one. it's like when you get a check at a restaurant and it comes in that in the the folder thing. I'm sure. It well, has why a, would she hit her with that? That's hard. That's the same thing that she she had, except it was bigger. Even yeah, more of an hard. impact. Do that. That's not nice. Well, and then she, I don't approve. Even more so, she flipped the table onto Becky. Yeah, that's uncalled for. And then afterwards, Becky Lynch went out. She went after her and attacked her from behind. And then I thought, yeah. And then Bliss exactly. ran up, ran up the ramp and left. And then Becky Lynch went back into the ring and signed the contract. I thought this entire segment was pretty awesome. I thought it was really a nice way to open up Raw, especially given the opening to Becky Lynch and Alexa Bliss. He means SmackDown, uh, folks. Yeah, that's what I mean. <laughs> um, both of us are huge fans of theirs, and I think this is a nice spot for them. Yeah. And then uh, uh, after that, it's a spot that they can succeed at. What opening? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh huh. Um, and well, yeah, some some senses. We'll get into that soon. But uh, after that, Daniel Bryan was walking backstage and got cut off by Miz and Maurice. And Miz was like, "I have a problem." And he goes, "Oh, what? What's your problem? Is it is it your title Mm -hmm. defense?" Well, he ended up saying that eventually. And Daniel Bryan said that he's like, "Well, we we could just cancel the match." And Miz goes, "Yes." That's fine. That's great. And Daniel Bryan was like, did you not read your contract, though? Because it says in your contract, if you if you don't compete for this title, then you don't get your, your renegotiated contract. Messed so, up. Yeah, so Miz had to compete. have that. Otherwise, they would have canceled his contract, which has me thinking... Does that mean every single match of Miz's will be for the Intercontinental Championship, or, or uh, is it just he... specifically this one? Because that I, I think that would be a cool way to build it up, like how they did with the U.S. title and John Cena, how every match was for the title. Uh-huh. <clears throat> Unless specified, I think I think that could help the Intercontinental Championship. I'd be okay with it. Yeah. I'd be totally fine with that. Uh, next up, you ended up having a good old Slater and Rhino. No, you had a tag team match. Yeah, that is absolutely correct. Uh, you had Usos picking the victory over American Alpha. Uh, the entire match, the Usos worked the knee of Gable. Well, before that even, I liked how as soon as the bell rang, uh, Gable went after Jimmy Uso. Mm-hmm. And then Jay Uso got in the ring and, and Gable attacked him too. I thought that was really good. And I, then, I agree. And then, as you were saying, with the him going after them going after the knee the whole match, I really liked when Gable was tied up on the rope, had his knee on the rope, and Jimmy hit a super kick to it. Yeah, I like that. I like that they targeted it. Yeah, really do. Uh, it's just unfortunate that American Alpha did not pick up the victory. Yeah, that's unfortunate. But uh, my gripe with this match is with the referee. 
Why is that? Because uh, at one point, Chad Gable landed outside on his knee, and he's, like, holding his knee, writhing in pain, like, screaming, and the referee just, like, looks outside and goes, go to your corner, like, points to the corner. (laughs) It's like, I don't understand, like, like, you see him holding his knee, knowing he just came back from a knee injury, he's Mm -hmm. writhing in pain, screaming, back and forth, my knee, with his, holding his knee or whatever, and you're just gonna say nope. Get back to your corner. So you're so you're more pissed that he didn't go outside of the ring and check on him. Yeah, that to me that's just like that's like such a like that's like a scripted thing. Like that takes me out of it. Like how like if any if anyone ever got hurt, the referee boom like that go outside goes and checks on them. Yeah, that just doesn't make sense to me. How do you not go out and check on them or or even like from from the inside of the ring be like, are you okay? You're just gonna point to get get to your corner. How does that make sense? I I totally get what you're saying. I can concur. But uh, yeah, so that match, I thought it was a good match. It actually made me less uh, disinterested in the Usos. I uh, am. I'm. You know, I said it a long time ago that the, right now what they have to do is turn heel, and I'm really happy that right now they are heel. And I think that I'm. Interested to see what's going to happen, you know? I'm intrigued to see if, what they're going to be doing different. I thought uh, after the match, the segment where Heath Slater and Rhino, they were backstage, they were watching this match on the TV. And then afterwards, uh, Heath Slater was talking about um, how having to face the Usos and whatnot. And then the Usos actually walked in and threatened to take out Heath Slater's knee and everything. But I, I like this whole segment because... Um, Rhino and Heath Slater, they were putting cheese on crackers during this, and the Usos walk in and like they threatened, like, oh, maybe I should take out your cheese and crackers, or whatever. And Rhino goes, don't you dare, or something like that. It's like this small little, like, dry, quick quip that was I thought was really funny. Yeah, yeah, so I'm looking forward, and it was cool that like, Rhino because it, it's like seems like more and more like. Heath Slater was like, we have to do something like the Usos do, like how they used to say, ooh, so, we have to do like, when I say rye, you say no, and he was doing like rye, and then like you'd hear the crowd saying no also, but like Rhino was just like, no, I'm not going to do that, so it like looks like as if Rhino could still potentially turn on Heath Slater, but um, he he stood up for Heath Slater and got in his way. And, yeah. and basically kind of chase the Usos out. So I think it's cool. I'm, I'm looking forward to this Sunday's match. Or not this Sunday's match, whenever next Sunday's match. Yeah, whenever it's taking place. At no mercy, yeah. But up next we saw Baron Corbin pick up a victory over Apollo Crews. Jack Swagger was on commentary. Newly, uh, newly whatever, signed. Signed, yeah. Um, I'm not a fan of this. I really fan am. of what? Uh, I'm not a fan of the match. I'm well, not a fan I, of swagger nothing, being on nothing, commentary. Nothing happened really in the match. I mean, but, I mean, this is we I, just saw this on a pay per view, and we saw this even earlier with Corbin versus Cruz, and now Corbin's defeating Cruz with ease. And yeah, well, you have Swagger and commentary setting up Swagger and Corbin, but why? Well, I have to say, I like I liked in this match where Baron Corbin kept kicking Cruz in the ring post. And then that, that's when he finally hit the end of days. And I also have to say that I like when Jack Swagger, he was on commentary, and they asked him uh, why he came to SmackDown. 
And he said SmackDown's the A show because it has the WWE Championship. So I really like that line. Mm-hmm. But as far as Jack Swagger versus Baron Corbin goes, to me that might just be WWE trying to push Baron Corbin to another level by having Maybe. him take on Jack Swagger. Because I like, will Jack Swagger be in the title picture? Probably not. I, no. I, do, I as much as I like that line that he said, do I see Jack Swagger ever going like Jack Swagger versus Baron Corbin is clearly coming. So that's has nothing to do with the WWE title. Mm-hmm. So eventually I think this is going to be something to elevate Corbin as opposed to Swagger. I just don't see what defeating Swagger does. I'm, well, I don't he's, understand he's a former, it. former champion. Yeah, but Back dude, in that's the heyday of Jack Swagger. Yeah, how long ago? I mean, but he's it's, not. It's still like, but else. I still think, but I. He's not like a bad. He's not bad in the ring though. So he's not like he's he's somebody that could help potentially get somebody newer over, who needs to get over. You know what I mean? Or, yeah. Like, he's just one of those guys, instead of having, like, oh, great, Mark Henry's back, or oh, great, now Baron Corbin's facing Kane. Instead of that, you have somebody that wasn't necessarily used often. Yeah. And they, they get put placed in that position, and now you're getting somebody like Jack Swagger putting over talent, instead of having Mark Henry versus Baron Corbin, or Kane, yeah. or Big Show. Same thing, so... But after that match, they aired another Kurt Hawkins promo where he spoke in, like, different accents, um, which I guess they finally dropped the Chuck Norris stuff and just changed it to random fake facts, mm-hmm. which I'm, I'm more of a fan of this than I was of the, the, the fake Chuck Norris things. Yeah. But I still don't understand them saying Kurt Hawkins debuts next week, two weeks ago, when he just had this kind of promo. Uh-huh. So, but I'm, I'm, again, looking forward to seeing Kurt Hawkins. Of course, as we all are. And I just hope it doesn't turn into one of those... Th- well, I mean, this is clearly one of those things that, like, happened with Brodus Clay, too, kind of. Where they had, like, their promo, promo, promo. Oh, yeah. Brodus Clay debuts next week, and then it just didn't happen, and he goes into promos. But, um, I mean, he's still finishing up his indie dates. So... Yeah. Or did finish up his independent dates this past weekend, I think. Mm-hmm. So, when he comes in, hopefully it doesn't like fall flat where it's just like Kurt Hawkins losing to Dean Ambrose. Or something like that. Hopefully not. So Hopefully not. We'll uh, see. Yeah, next up, you had The Miz in his IC match, defeating uh, Ziggler. Um, the Miz, I really like that. He was using some of Daniel Bryan's movesets with those kicks. Uh, with the, some of those yes kicks, the referee threw Maurice out of the match when she got busted for uh, almost using that spray to the eyes of yeah. Ziggler. But then uh, at the well, end of the match, before, wait, but, but before caught, you before you say that, um, with him using some of Daniel Bryan's moves, do you like are they are they not teasing Daniel Bryan versus Miz? They yeah they are. Like, I don't know. Like, I don't know. Would you want to give false hope like that? Is false hope even in, in existence? No, it's. I don't think it is, but I don't think it's false hope. It's him using his moves. I mean, Well, I say false hope in the fact that, like, 
fans are like slowly going to catch on, and be like, "Oh my God, he's doing this this week, he's doing that next week." I'm fine with it. Will dude. Will we be seeing Daniel Bryan wrestle again? It's good for the Miz. It's, no, it's fantastic with, for the Miz. Fantastic. Yeah, it's great interaction with him and Daniel Bryan, especially after the uh, that promo heard around the world that everyone was talking about, and then this uh, kind of falling off of that, where now he's starting to use more of his moves. I think it's great. Yeah, and uh, as far as the match, I thought was really good, and the crowd was super behind it. I think I like I think of of every single match this of of SmackDown, the fans were cheering the loudest during this. Mm-hmm. So it's just one of those things where people say like Miz sucks, and it's like I, I I don't are we watching the same thing? Yeah. But like you were gonna say before, Miz went again behind well not again went behind the referee's back. Sprayed the stuff in Ziggler's eyes and then hit Skull Crushing Finale to win. Mm-hmm. Um, looking forward to their next, what they're doing next. It's, I don't know what yeah, it's going to be. Yeah, I agree. I can't wait for it. Something I disappointing. Had, yeah, this is definitely something I could wait for a bit. Randy Orton picked up the victory over Eric Rowan in less than three minutes. Uh, Rowan was doing pretty good, but then Orton he, hit he that big man. He controlled huh? the whole match. Yeah, and then out of nowhere, Orton hits that Hangman DDT, and then RKO, and that was the end of Eric Rowan. I mean, okay. So, let me get this straight. Him and Bray Wyatt, he loses the match. Bray Wyatt walks out on Eric Rowan. Now, the other week, Rowan came back and he's aligned himself once again with Bray, who the week before, two weeks before, walked out on him. No explanation why he walked out. No explanation why Rowan is back with him. Yeah, I guess, so now, I guess Bray didn't change the key. So now Rowan is facing Randy Orton, who has been in a feud with Bray Wyatt, even though Randy Orton has been suffering from concussions. So they have the match Randy Orton versus Eric Rowan. Eric Rowan goes over, he's getting all of his moves in there, and then out of nowhere, RKO. I do not get this. Eric Rowan, you want to build up. He's a big guy. He's just he's pretty much the same size as someone like Braun Strowman, and you can build up someone like Rowan, especially when you're aligning yourself with Bray Wyatt, uh, the conniving uh, heel that he is and manipulative heel that he is. You're aligning him with him, and you're going to have him lose in three minutes. You're not even going to have him... Have like, it, no, no. I, You're going to have him control the whole match and then lose in three minutes. I I'm, I don't get this. How does this help Rowan? How does this help Orton? And then, How does this make me give anything about this Bray Wyatt-Randy Orton feud? And then after the match, the Wyatt family noise hit and Eric Rowan's mask was just in the ring. He was nowhere in sight. And then the, the thing hit again and Bray Wyatt was on the Titan Tron and cut a... Very very strange promo where it was it like sounded like him and, and Randy Orton were married. I did not. He goes, Randy, till death do us part, which I don't, I, I don't compute. I don't get it. I, <laughs> I I cannot translate that as to what that meant. There's a lot I don't get with this, and there's a lot I don't want to see with this. And yeah. And uh, continuing on with the disappointment. Naomi and Nikki Bella defeated Natalia and Carmella via disqualification. Please tell me you... Before, okay, keep before going. I say the negative, I want to say a positive thing I liked was as soon as the bell rang, Natalia knocked Naomi off of the apron. 
I like that. As soon as the bell rang, she went after the person not legal in the match. But nothing happened in this match. Okay, please tell me you don't see anything negative with Natalia. Do you see anything? What did? What or was, is she? Is she? Is she great in the ring to you? Still? What was? What was bad in the ring here? But you, you noticed no flaws with her. What was bad? I'm just asking. Did you notice any flaws with her? Not unless you pointed out. Okay. What was bad to you? I thought that she was working very slow. And I am not a fan of her at all. I think that she works very slow in the ring. And it is I mean, she a thought works, process. She works the speed of Brett Hart. She's a yes. heart. She's trained to work slow. Different era. Um, it's not a different era. But what I, I was... Dude, she's not good. But then I I'm disagree not a fan of why this, is no David. Why is David, this ending was no, stupid. I'm not going to get hung up on this. The, this so no, is, you're going to because the ending was very stupid. I don't get why. Why is it a DQ? Because Natalia Carmella, Natalia had a sharpshooter locked on, and Carmella outside the ring ripped Nikki out of the ring and tossed her in the barricade. DQ. How does that, that make sense? I, I have no idea. That I was I, that blew me away when I saw that because I did not watch this live. I went out to a concert, like watched it, and that happened, and that yeah, blew why? me away. That makes no sense. It makes no. I can't. I, I have. I have no answer. That's a hypothetical why, a rhetorical why. I guess I should say, I have no answer to that. I could it's not frustrating have an at times where matches like this, like Strove uh, with Rowan and Orton, is frustrating when matches like this take place, and you're like left being like, wait, did they? Did someone actually just write this? Even commentary was like, I think she's getting DQ'd. It made no yeah. sense. Why would her tag team partner get DQ'd because she pulled her out of the ring? There wasn't like a count or anything that made no sense. They just, they always, from time to time, they do stuff like this. And it's just like, it's awful. We have new riders. Guess what? Doesn't seem like it. Seem like it's, it's the same, same old riders and stuff. It's. Trash. Uh, the last match, Dean Ambrose picked up the victory against John Cena with uh, an unexpected pin, which the commentary said it wasn't an upset. I think that looked like an upset to me. Mm-hmm. I didn't. I didn't understand how all of a sudden, like John Cena, can have Dean Ambrose up, and then Ambrose reverses that into a pin, and then like John Cena doesn't even struggle to get out. Yeah. I. I I did not under, I don't I didn't understand this match at all. I agree. I didn't get it. My favorite uh, maybe, part. Maybe maybe we're just not understanding something. Maybe other people are getting this, but yeah, I, don't I don't get know. it. I, I did like what happened afterwards though, where AJ Styles came out of nowhere and hit the phenomenal forearm from the barricade to John Cena and then Agreed. ran into the ring, hit the Pele kick on Dean Ambrose, but other than that, I really I don't know. Daniel Bryan came out and and said that Shane McMahon promised Dean Ambrose a one on one match for the WWE Championship. So next week on SmackDown, they'll have that. Um, and then Dean Ambrose hit AJ Styles with dirty deeds. Mm-hmm. I just SmackDown and Raw ended very confusing to me. I I'm with you on this. Totally yeah. with you. It doesn't make any sense to me. Um, yeah, hopefully someone could explain this to us. Yeah, but... Because obviously uh, we're missing something. But moving on to Clash of Champions taking place this Sunday on pay-per-view or on the WWE Network, I should say. 
at the Bankers Life Fieldhouse in Indianapolis, Indiana. Uh, this is a Raw-branded pay-per-view. On the kickoff show, they just randomly, during Monday Night Raw, announced a singles match, Alicia Fox versus Nia Jax. I don't know how that's a proper pre-show match, especially yeah. since the last thing that we saw was now two weeks ago on Monday Night Raw where Nia Jax speared Alicia Fox through the barricade, which I thought looked terrible. Yeah, completely. The best thing about that was where she took her by the hair yeah. and was whipping her back and forth. I thought that looked that was good. That was great. Yeah, that spear I thought was awful. So I don't know what's gonna happen with Alicia Fox versus Nia Jax, but obviously I have no choice but to choose Nia Jax for this. Right. All right. So I'm gonna write down Jax. I'm gonna take Jax as well. So we're gonna go. B and D. All right. Uh, let's go with Sami Zayn taking on Y2J. Who you got? I got to go with Sami Zayn. All right. How about I actually write it Z? Okay. Um, what's your reasoning? Uh, just I think Jericho could put somebody younger over. Mm-hmm. It could help maybe elevate Sami Zayn as opposed to like... I don't know, do, I don't know, then Jericho could maybe be in the final match somehow. Yeah, I, I agree. I'm going to go with Zayn on this because I feel like it may be able to assist in Y2J's character right now, his character development that he's doing. It will push Zayn, but also it will involve Zayn with getting one over Kevin Owens' best friend. Yeah. And as we know, Kevin Owens and Zayn have that lifelong feud. Yeah, and Chris so, Jericho and, and Kevin Owens right now are best friends. They adopted a dog together. Exactly. Not announced. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm definitely going to take uh, Zane on this one as well. Uh, for, did you see the dog that they didn't adopt? Well, I mean, I tweeted the picture of it. So. Very, very cute dog that they did not adopt. Yeah, very cute. No, no, I don't think so. I don't. Yeah. But uh, final match, which is no shot at uh, at Rob. Because <laughs> it's his dog. But uh, a final match in the best of seven series between Cesaro and Sheamus. Uh, you're, you're going, Ces- I mean, you're going Sheamus? I'm going to go Cesaro. Really? Yeah. I, I want to sure go, you're I, going Sheamus. Cause I, I want to go, go, I, I go Sheamus, but I really think that maybe they'll actually finally do something with Cesaro. So I'll go with Cesaro. Yeah, I'm going Cesaro too. Especially if I'm kind of, after talking about it, I really do hope to see Cesaro versus Braun. I think that would be a nice way to really so then you would Braun. So then you would need Sheamus to win. No, no, no. Cesaro win. No, well, so that, the winner of this might get a title shot. Yeah, but it's not announced yet, so we don't know. I think they've been like, they've been like confused themselves saying it <laughs> so yeah. which would mean um, Cesaro versus Kevin Owens or Cesaro yeah. versus Seth Rollins which I'm assuming KO wins but we're, right. not, we're not so there yet we're not there yet <laughs> so that's match Perkins versus Kendrick I'm going Perkins uh, it would be it would be a title. damn shame if TJ Perkins lost this so you're going Perkins yeah but it's like in the same sense like I hope like that's the thing, like the cruiserweight division, I was like, are they going to kick off Monday Night Raw with it? No, they did not. Are they going to kick off the 9 o'clock, 9 o'clock hour with it? No, they did not. 
10 o'clock hour? No, they did not. They waited till like the very last possible second that they could. So I'm wondering, like, are we just going to see one Cruiserweight match per Monday Night Raw? Well, on the other hand, I feel like that's kind of smart. Because that's something that everyone, everyone, a lot of people were yeah, tuning in. Yeah, yeah, but they can't. Yeah, but a lot of people, a lot of people were tuning into Raw to see the Cruiserweights debut. So of course you're going to put it on a little bit later on. So this way you have them tuning in to watch Raw. But they set this match up as the 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 low almost in the roller coaster. It seemed. Uh, like they were like so. WWE almost set it up to be like a bathroom break type of event. I, I disagree, we're, dude. I mean, the fans started off very slow, so and maybe in a sense like that, they were like maybe like they weren't sure if the fans were going to be behind it right away, but now that the fans like instantly, almost instantly in that match got behind it, not yeah. instantly. It was it was a slow, gradual thing, I should say. Yeah. But but now that they they grew to it, maybe again we'll see it in the same placement. Maybe we'll see it at the nine o'clock hour, ten o'clock hour. Who knows? But I'm I'm going with T.J. Perkins. There. All right. So we got oh. T.J. Perkins. All right. So next off, let's go with the U.S. Championship: Rusev versus Reigns. I'm going to go with Rusev retaining. Um. Hmm. I know this this one's a tough one. That is a very tough one. Um what makes you pick what <laughs> makes you pick Rusev? Um, let's see. Unfortunately, I think I'm kind of playing with my heart on this one more than my brain. Cause I with the Rusev interfering a lot of at the end of Reigns matches and stuff, getting the upper hand, trying to, I feel like they're setting up for Reigns to win. But on the other hand, I really do want to see Rusev win. I think it can be um, a nice victory for him to have over Roman Reigns, especially. I mean, come on, he's the PWI number one, so like he, that's, yeah, that's that means, a huge thing. No, it is not. <laughs> well, Rusev, Rusev, literally been champion right now for um how many months one time four months already so i mean i'm gonna just go with roman reigns though all right i i mean i think that's a good pick but at least we also have uh some diversity in our picks right now i think what's a good pick reigns so i think that I think you have a good pick. I'm I'm just kind of going with my heart on that one. Uh, so the WWE Raw Women's Championship is on the line. Champion Charlotte will be defending the title against Sasha Banks, who uh, never lost the title, uh, and and Bailey. Or actually, she did lose the title. I forgot about that. She didn't really. Yeah. It. She did lose it. Yeah, she actually lost it. I deleted that match from my memory. <laughs> Uh, because that was probably one of the worst Sasha Banks matches, no offense. I know. Uh, versus Bailey. So, um, it's like, this is like one of those tough things where it's hard not to say Charlotte, but, uh, I'm going to just say Bailey because I really want to see it. I'm going with my heart in this one. No, just go with your heart, man. Just go with your heart. Don't go with your gut. I want to go with Banks, 
But on the other hand, I can't see them taking off the t- t- taking the title off of Charlotte so quickly, even though that's what they did with Banks. I'm gonna go with Charlotte. Yeah, well, I mean, Sasha Banks was a more specific. Yeah, I know. You want Bailey, right? Yeah. Okay. I mean, she had uh, it. She had it since SummerSlam. That's some month. Yeah. Tag team titles on the line. New Day defending against the Club. Who are you picking? Oh, I'm hoping for New Day. I'm going with New Day. Stick with my heart. All right, New Day it is. Oh, man. Now this is tough. It is. It's a very I difficult mean, choice here. You have the cereal. You have the... Uh, Two different versions of the unicorn horns. Yeah. You have the t-shirts. You have them in the loot crate. I want to go with my heart. I'm going New Day. I'm going New Day. Not yet. Maybe Royal Rumble, the club could defeat them. Royal Rumble, that's quite far. <laughs> yeah, I know. I want New Day never to lose until then. That's like, uh, yeah, that's like one of those things. It's like, I really, I mean, they've been champions for, I think, what they say, 395 days now, I think? Yeah. Well, I mean, I, mean, I guess at some point they have to lose the, cha- cha- the tag team titles, right? Yeah, but it's it's like, I don't want to see that. <laughs> think about it. But think about how amazing that is, though. They've been 397 plus days so far. And has there been a time where we actually complained about them? Has there been a time where we said, you know what, we are tire- tired of their title reign? We are tired of what they're doing right now. They are, they're not as entertaining as they used to be. There's never been a time like that with the New Day. There, there was um, back in April, no, back in June 2015 when they lost the titles <laughs> to the primetime players. That's the only time during their title reign that we complained was when the primetime players defeated New Day. And then eventually at SummerSlam last year, New Day were able to pick up the victory. So, so no, not during this reign. We have not complained. And I feel like that's such a rarity this day and age in wrestling to have something this, this huge. Yeah. It, it really is. So hopefully my fingers are crossed, man. Let's get to what? Let's get to 500? Four years. That'd be insane. <laughs> that would be super insane. I'm going four years. Because, dude, tag teams come and go, but New Day are forever. That's a fact. <laughs> fact. Uh, Universal Championship on the line. Kevin Owens defending his title against Seth Rollins. I'm going to go with Kevin Owens on this. Yeah, I got to pick KO, too. This, I feel just, like it would be it would be a shame for him to lose it so quick. Yeah. All right, so we have some diversity in there. That was a weird – the computer skipped, so I thought you were like almost like joking for a second, but then I realized it was the computer that skipped. Oh. Uh, you were uh, like – because you were like – it was like, all right, but it wasn't. I'll play that I, if you made That it. may have actually been my voice. It could have been. There are <laughs> yeah. David soundboards everywhere. That's very true. I thought you were going to do it. I clicked the computer and everything. <laughs> But, well, you uh, know, Brandon, you can't always have what you wish for. Yeah, so, which, man, that was so disappointing. <laughs> when I was watching uh, Blackish on ABC, and they were at Disney World. Oh, that, I was actually watching that. All I wanted to do is go to Disney World. 
Is that the guy with? Uh, you mean Anthony I don't know. Anderson? He said like scary movies and stuff, yes, right? Anthony Anderson. Yeah, he looks old, right? I mean, he looks like he's aged. I, well, I mean, I don't think as much. I mean, yes, a little bit. He has aged. Yeah, I people, think he's people aged. aged. He Good amount. He's older now. But so. that was a pretty funny episode. Yeah, I liked it. I enjoyed it. I enjoy the show. Uh, is it? It's not a new show. Um, this is their, whoa, what season is this? Is I want to say second season, but that can't be. Maybe their third season? I'm not too sure. Like, I thought, uh, that one girl, she lost her, uh, her glasses on that one ride. Yeah. I, I don't understand. On- How do you not, like, tell a Disney employee or something? Like, they, right? Or, like, even, like, how do you just go the whole day without your glasses? And then they're on that safari, and they're like, no, no, we can't take pictures of this. This is so glorious. He's like, please, describe this. I can't see. Yeah. Uh, very funny. Yeah, I but, like the show. But I really want to go to Disney World, and it's not going to happen. But, Dave, shout-outs. Shameless plugs. Whoops. Shameless plugs. That is right, my shout-outs. Uh, got to correct before. Uh, it's First Thing in the Morning Show. YouTube.com slash First Thing in the Morning Show. Go to that. Um, but my first shout-out... Yes, check that out. Go subscribe to him. Yes. Okay, continue. My first shout-out goes to Autumn, fall, the season. This is the first uh, show of the new season. And uh, with with this season comes many cool things. Uh, yeah, new, I'm new, a big fan of fall. New TV shows, new TV seasons, fall foliage, Halloween... Bunch of bunch of stuff that just inside makes me warm inside. Yeah. What's your Anything favorite? else just, uh, specifically that you're looking forward to or no? I don't know. What what should I be looking forward to in the fall? I don't know. I'm looking forward to the change of the trees and everything like that. But yeah, also, co- of course. Under, that was covered under fall foliage. Yes, of course. But I'm also looking forward to Halloween. That was also I, covered under <laughs> under my my list. Did you say Halloween? I, I, yes, I did say Halloween, yeah. Oh, look at that. I did not hear you say that uh, Halloween. Yeah, it was cool because like – yeah, no, I should say it was cool. I was walking through Dwayne Reed the other night because I had time to kill before my train coming home from the city. Mm-hmm. And uh, they just had so much like Halloween stuff. They had these snow gloves, wind-up snow gloves from The Nightmare Before Christmas – I, I wind I wound them up and listened to them. Sat there for a bit. It's cool. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, so my second shout out. The reason why I was in the city that night was because I went to go see Jeff Lynne's ELO Electric Light Orchestra, uh, and the shout out goes to them. I went to see them at Radio City Music Hall, and if you're not familiar by name of ELO, you would know them by. They're one of their songs in Billy Madison when Steve Buscemi is putting lipstick on his face and he crosses Billy off his list. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're a fan of ELO or you don't know them? or No, no, no. I, I'm a I'm a fan of them, but I don't know a lot of them. But yeah. I do. they do have a good amount of songs that I like. I know uh, Kevin likes them a lot. Uncle Kevin? Cousin mm-hmm. Kevin? I know he likes them. It was such a, it was such a good show, too. It was... Uh, they, they they announced before the show that the show would include um, 
lasers and smoke and stuff. So it was it was like it was seriously one of the coolest shows that I've been to. It was like being at a planetarium, seeing a live concert at a planetarium because like they mm-hmm. were using they were using like tons of lasers, a lot of smoke and the smoke they 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 do one song is it's called Mr. Blue Sky. Good song. And they literally through the lasers and smoke made cl- like it looked like real clouds. Do you have video of it or no? I do have it. You can't really tell in the video of that you That's can see cool. clouds, but it's like th- What is that from? Uh it's in a movie. A lot of their songs are actually in movies. I mean not they didn't play Do Ya, but that song's on commercials, I think. That song, the Mr. Blue Sky, uh, that's in uh, what is it, Hundred Days of Summer? I don't know, but I would it could be with with uh, uh what's this base? Gordon Levitt, Zooey Deschanel, and Joseph Gordon Levitt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think they play that song in there. I saw that movie once. Maybe I should. Yeah. I, I was like, maybe I should rewatch it, but I really don't want to <laughs> rewatch it's it. It's all right. He writes greeting cards, or right. I believe so, yes. Yeah. I enjoyed it when I watched it. I just, will yeah. I watch it again soon? I don't know. Yeah. But uh, that was an interesting train ride going to the city for that for that night for Jeff Lynn. Because I got on the train and I sat next to a, I was, this, this couple sat next to me. And the way that they were talking to each other like I, it was the, I was very, very, very uncomfortable sitting next to them and listening to their conversation. I had my I had my headphones plugged in, but it was a very uncomfortable conversation because she, like she she started it right off the bat by saying something that I can't say on the show, which blew me away because who says that sort of stuff in public? But then they they were like making out back and forth. They had they took up a six seater by themselves, which pisses me off. They were just two people with with six seats. They had their Not feet. Right. They had their feet and everything up and 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 on laying across the both both sides of the the benches and everything. Took out a bottle of wine to drink. Not even beers. They took out a bottle of wine to drink. Then they were eating like fancy chocolate bars, <laughs> and then um, Brandon was not amused. No, dude, I was very uncomfortable sitting next to them. And at one point, they, um, the, the guy got up to go to the bathroom and maybe was gone for like 10 minutes. But I see him in the next train car, like on his way back from the bathroom, like stop, hug a woman twice and just stand there talking for maybe like the 10 minutes. And he comes back, and the woman was like, the woman goes, oh, what took so long? And he goes, oh, the, the, the sink wasn't working. I had, to, I had to get the sink to work. Dirty. I was, like, I was like, what? I was like, I saw you hug a, t- a woman twice. And you said Dirty. the reason, I was like, the reason why you didn't, I, I was like, I was thinking to myself, I was like, do I say something? <laughs> like, do I say, <laughs> do, I, do I, am I that guy that's like, bro, I saw you talking to that woman and hugging her. But I did not do that. And then towards the end of the ride, they um, the guy was like Mr. Paranoid. He's like, oh, make sure your friends don't see, see – like if they ask you about this bag because like they had a cooler with them. But I guess he had his clothes in the cooler for some reason. And he's like, if your friends ask, like 
try to make it like as if like like don't tell them about me or anything and like what and like if they if they look in the, the cooler, guy sounds like he's married to three different people right they were like he was like if you look in the if they, if they by any chance look in the cooler like just like just like hide my shorts or whatever don't don't let them see it she's like why would why would my friends look in the cooler I was like, what is happening right now? I was like, I need to tell somebody this. <laughs> I was, I was, they, they literally blew me away, which no pun intended, wink, <laughs> from the very moment they sat down what? and she opened her mouth. Did you say Jeez. what? Yeah. <laughs> well, I'll tell it's you, so... I'll tell you off air. That was a wink, like to assume what maybe she said. Yeah. It's just, it's just. I I I don't condone people like that. Yeah, so I don't like, like if, that behavior. So if they were really like cheating on each other's spouses or whatnot, I was like, I was like, what is going on? And then she said something like, "Oh, you're gonna have to sneak in through the back door and everything." I was like, "What are they talking?" Like, I I need to, like yeah, context and everything. It's you know, there's dirty people out there, and you should never cheat on anyone. You should always be loyal to uh, whoever you're seeing. I mean, we're not going to jump to conclusions. We don't know what's going on, but no, I, I don't. I, I still. I don't. Obviously, I don't know if they were cheating on each other or whatnot, or cheating. I mean, maybe, on maybe it's like a, what is it? Like a Modern Family moment yeah. where they were. <laughs> <laughs> I, like, I don't know. They were pretending that they were they, just they could two have been role people. playing or whatnot. But I literally, I, did, I had no clue what was going on. All I heard was that I, I just, I was, I couldn't believe it. I, yeah. I really, I thought about making like a, a Facebook post about it and being like, "So this was my night." Yeah. But, so. I didn't, but uh, my last shout out goes to Cat Stevens. I saw him the other night as well at the Beacon Theater, um, which was my last concert of the summer, and it was really cool to see him because he was to he toured uh, for like the first time in years toured uh, in the United States in 2014, I think it was, and he had shows lined up in New York City, a, a show lined up in New York City, and. New York City wouldn't let him do a paperless concert, so he canceled, which I was so disappointed with because I really wanted to see Cat Stevens, mm -hmm. um, but that didn't happen, and then they announced this year's tour, and, and I had to go because I really wanted to see him. I was disappointed that he didn't do uh, three songs that I know, two of which he played at previous shows, but overall, I was really happy. I got to hear Wild World, uh, Peace Train. Father and Son, all the hits. I was really happy to hear it, and I'm just really glad to see it. So, if Very you're, cool. If, if you're a fan of Cat Stevens and uh, you want to check him out on tour, check him out. But nice. now it's time to move on to our... Out moment of the week. Do you have a mark out moment of the week? That I do. Um, well, I'll go my, first. Oh, yeah. No, by all means, after you. Since, well, I mean, I already said basically on the show what it was um, is the fact that the downloadable content for WW2K17 includes Michael P.S. Hayes, Buddy Roberts, uh, Jimmy Garvin, and Carrie and Kevin Von Erich. That's just like. For so many years, I've waited for Michael Hayes, and I've mm -hmm. waited for the Von Erichs to be included in a video game, and now it's happening. And I, I said that as soon as they were announced for the Hall of Fame, the Freebirds, I was like, I swear to God, I will mark out 
I really hope that if they do a showcase DLC thing for this year's game, the Freebirds get included, and that opens up the gate for the Von Erichs. So yeah, I'm very happy because with that opened up the gate for WCW, Cactus Jack, and an early DDP as well. So that's awesome. Yeah. Um, my mark out moment of the week is uh, actually a music video uh, a country, for a country song, Forever Country, artist of Then, Now, and Forever. Um, I wish there it. was more more time for each artist in there, though. I wish like that they Ronnie, just had more. Like, Ronnie Millsap only had, like, what, one second, two seconds in that? Yeah, but that's the same thing with Alan Jackson. He only had, like, four yeah. or five seconds. Randy Travis, same thing. Um, but the music video included so many people. George Strait, Charlie Pride, Martina McBride. You had, like you said, Ronnie Millsap, Willie Nelson, Brooks and Donna, Alabama. Uh, but and then you also had, like... I did with Dolly Parton. Yeah, Dolly Parton. You had Darius Rucker, Brad Paisley, Carrie Underwood, so much more. Jason Aldean, uh, Luke Bryan, Blake Shelton, Miranda Lambert. Uh, it was really, Lady Antebellum, a cool music video, but it also left out a lot of people, like... Shania Twain, Garth Brooks. Who else did we say? Um, who else did we say yesterday? Van Perry, Zach Brown Band. Yeah, Zach Brown Band, Van Perry. I mean, they could have included a lot more people. Kenny Chesney. Yeah. Uh, Trace Atkins, Rodney Atkins. Um, yeah, but 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 I'm not going to complain about the song itself. It was still an awesome song. Well, I mean, there were very three cool. songs. Yeah, three songs. It was a collaboration, but. It's definitely if you like country music, you should definitely check this music video out. Uh, what song? I guess what, for the 50th annual with? CMA Awards. What's that? What song do they open with? Um, John Denver. Oh yeah, right. Yeah. Um, they they it was. Um, uh, country roads. Yeah, country roads, and that went into uh, Dolly Parton's "I Will Always Love You," which then went yeah. into Willie Nelson's. Always on my mind. No, and it was, and then didn't they do? Uh, I will always love you. No, it went. It was open with country roads. Went into I will always love you. Oh, okay, okay. And then ended with I will always love you as well. Okay. And all. Yeah. Well, if you like country music, go check that out. Um, any other mark out moment of the weeks? Yeah, I also I popped. I was watching TV today. And uh, my head was away from the the TV, and I like I heard a commercial of a voice, and I was like, "What? I know this voice!" And I turned, and Animal Road Warrior Animals doing a commercial <laughs> for Goof Off. I don't know what the product is, but uh, he was doing a, a promo spot, and I went to YouTube immediately to try and find it, and they they released it on YouTube September yeah September like second or something. Mm-hmm. I was like, "How is this the first time I'm ever seeing this?" I was like, "That's that was like that blew me away." Also, the fact that someone like Road Warrior Animal got a commercial spot like that because it, yeah, like, it was like national TV. I wouldn't, you don't expect to see stuff like that. You don't, of course. But I um, American Horror Story return marked after that. That's pretty cool. Yeah, did you really mark out though? So, uh... <laughs> so uh, that's our mark out moment of the week. That is our show. I will allow Dave to close it all. Well, let me start to close this off. You can go like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash marking out. 
Go follow us on Twitter at MarkingOut. Follow Brandon on Twitter at BTTG161. Go follow me on Twitter at DaveTheRave underscore M-O. Go buy all of our T-shirts at uh, ProWrestlingTees.com slash MarkingOut. You can go subscribe to us. Rate us all fives if that is the highest that you can go. Go to a tent. Leave a comment. All that fun stuff. Download us. Go to iTunes, Stitcher Radio, or Google Play or and Google Play. Um, also, let's see. What else do we have to promote? YouTube.com slash MarkingOut11. Listen to all past episodes, MarkingOut.com. Go leave a comment. If you leave a comment on our website, we will read it on the uh, next upcoming show. Yeah, question, comments, everything. Yeah. And we wish you the... Best of luck in your future endeavors. Have a fan.